Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the front room. They have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth, but they had faith in you. And you. You are now locked in to the latest edition of the Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Check out rotofanatic.com right now to see our latest rankings and play with our cutesy wootsy and cuddly, but very informative, Data Monster. It's episode 71, the Josh Hater Edition. Today's guest needs no introduction, but we'll give him one anyways. He's known for talking a lot of trash and for winning a lot of money. He's independently wealthy. He is part of the elite in American society. Let's give it up for Mike the Mouth. And no, it's not the poker player. Join your host, Michael Govier, as he goes head-to-head with Mike the Mouth, talking fantasy baseball and plenty of other random nonsense. This is a fast-paced, high-speed episode, so make sure you're focused in and prepared for anything. Take it away, boys! Tune in to the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. This is one of the finest baseball podcasts in all the land. We are really excited tonight. We got a big ass guest, somebody who is known across the land for his analytical understanding of fantasy baseball. But more than that, he's also somebody that is well respected. He's won tons of money, he's won leagues galore. He's been all over the map. I mean, I it's hard to be really, really, really surprised of what this guy has not done, what he has not seen, what he has not experienced. There are not many people like this guy. I'm going to give it up for this man who deserves all the credit in the world. He's known as the godfather of the NFBC. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for the man of the hour, Mr. Mike the Mouth. What's up, Mike? Very good. Very good, man. You got the intro down, man. You nailed it. You, nailed, you stuck the intro. You stuck the intro, man. Which is yeah, like the, yeah. You know? I, I, I could have done I, it better. I'm not happy with it. I'm not no, happy no, with it. Let's, let's start with right. We, we have to have some more flames and more other crazy stuff like that and effects next time. But uh, I always say there should be definitely more guys in the NFBC trying to emulate me like you, which is which is awesome. So I think the more people that are out there doing what you're trying to do is a great thing, man. So everybody loves your energy. I love your stuff. I wanted to get on here. You know, I'm doing my big podcast tour of uh, and show tour which is going to go on tomorrow night and i have another show and, and i had to work in man i mean i had to get you on here to get on here and just go at it man today it's gonna be a lot of fun well i appreciate it man it takes uh it takes my breath away that the, you've decided to join up 
with the Palazzo Podcast. It's not easy. You know, this is a place where we bring a lot of energy. And we like to have a good time. We all want to learn something, too, but we try to make it more entertaining. You know, instead of just like, uh, today, uh, it looks like there's an elbow injury for, you know, it's, you know, which is a about, drab. Which is about 99% of your guests till I came on, basically. Yeah, you know, you're trying to say. Oh, well, hold the phone. We've had some pretty damn good guests, Mike. That is a bold statement. Even Derek Van Riper was on this show. There so you're least, saying you're better than Derek Van Riper? There is at least three guests that you had on there that maybe. So uh, now DVR is a great guy, man. But a, lot, a lot of great guys in this industry, man. They, they all know, you know, they, they, get their, they, they can take the ball busting. You have to, you can't take it too seriously, man. This is a game it's supposed to be fun, man. This is what it's a game. So you're supposed to be enjoying this. You know, I've always wanted to make it be a fun thing. I, lo- I love the social element of it and meeting guys from all over the country, man. I know so many people, got to know so many people over the years doing this 15 years now at high stakes. And uh, you know what? It's worth it. If I didn't make a penny doing it, it'd be worth doing it, man. Because it's just, that's what it's all about. Wait, if you didn't make a penny doing it, you, it would still be worth it? I, I, just bold, shit, I just said that shit to sound like a cool, nice guy. That's just bullshit completely. So anyway, <laughs> I just want to say that. But uh, anyway, no, I, I truthfully, as I after I got involved in doing the show that I, I think I thought back, I was thinking back to my salad days, you know, when I was hanging out with the guys from National Lampoon and I'm doing my work at MTV back in the in the infancy of MTV. And I'm going, how the hell did I get? This is what it's come to. I've come down to doing the Enrico Palazzo podcast. Does anybody know who even Enrico Palazzo is? Did you have to explain to people who the hell Enrico Palazzo is? Because people don't understand movie references. Uh, I I got it right away. I didn't have to even look it up. I knew what you were talking about. But You know, yes, because you've been around. But in our own league, the Palazzo Invitational, which currently has one league left that we're trying to fill a spot for, by the way. So if you want to sign up, our link is in the bio on our Twitter feed. Do I do Somebody, I you as a person needs to be in another league? Really? I mean, how many? I told you how many leagues I'm in. Do I need to be in another league? <laughs> yeah, it's 50 bucks, man. I mean, that's a drop in the bucket for you. That's nothing. That's like taking a piss. So, I mean, right. you could do that. Now. You, if you wanted to lower yourself to our stature and join the third league, you know, there is a big-ass trophy at stake, so you would win the big-ass trophy. That yeah. is in play. But, yeah, this is it. I think this is my guy right here, Zach Nelson. He had no idea who Enrico Palazzo was, and it was him. What's up, Zach? Good to see you out there, my friend. He's in the uh, league, and we're drafting right now. And he's like, who the hell is Enrico Palazzo? And I had to explain to him that exactly. it's from The Naked Gun, the classic. I told him he's got to go watch it because it is a funny-ass. It's a funny movie, isn't it? Yeah, it holds up. It holds up pretty well. I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, but I'm a, I told you, I'm an '80s movie expert. That's my my, my genre of uh, knowing things uh, of movies. So I talk about that all the time. And uh, yeah, you told. Did you allude that? Uh, maybe we'll talk about this later. A Bill and Ted story that you might share with us. My, that's I an have, '80s classic. I mean, dude, I have a true life Bill and Ted story because I, I tell people all the time I have multiple adventures. That if I told people, they would never believe that this actually this stuff is true. And it all it's all true. I call it real life insanity, the amazing true life adventures of me and my old roommate in college. We did a lot of crazy shit back in the day. And if you think about it, this is the kind of shit that would get you arrested, like in this day and age. Like it's a different world. We used to complain, like on a radio show. I used to do college radio and before I got booted out and almost got tossed out of school for being a human rights violator. But that's a whole other story. Whoa. Uh, you know, but um, anyway, but uh, I used to talk about that stuff. And we thought we thought that was a police state back then. Now, little, little did we know. You know, what do we become now that we're, we're in now? And this is before podcasting. Now you had to get on the radio to actually yeah. do uh, uh, do things but and, and work your way on there. But uh, but I used to, I said, but my, my old goal, and I, I love to push the limits, as you can tell. I didn't want to just get in the NFPC. I want to just kind of push it and go all out and, and not just not, not only play the game at a high level, but also the social element of the whole thing. But, uh, you know, I have a, a lot, I have a real life Bill and Ted story because 
you know, I, I took, I took a, this is just a true story. And I, I, I've alluded to this on multiple podcasts and I never got into the damn story. So we are going to do no this. Way. Exactly. So, and then, you know, they, you know, people remember I with Bill and Ted, they did many incarnations. They just released a new movie. Uh, yeah. Did you watch it? No, I did not. I actually watched it, and it actually wasn't that bad. I thought it'd be god-awful, just like the new uh, uh, Coming to America 2 is coming out. Yeah. That's a classic from the 80s, yeah. and I think Vlad Sedler was talking about it with me a couple weeks ago. That I'm not looking forward to it, but i got to watch it. you got to see it, regardless. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to ask Russian oligarchs about American movies, okay? They're not going to give you the best <laughs> movie. All right, that's fine. Yeah, but, Vlad yeah. is a, he's a real oligarch. He's a hardcore asshole. There's no doubt about it. He's one of the most... Ironclad, cold people I've ever met on this show. Of all the guests I've had, I, I think, can't think I of somebody who is more made of ice than Vlad Sedler. I don't think you have to. I don't think the word oligarch means asshole, but you know. That just, oh, of course it, it does. Of course it does. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Come on, you know that. Anybody who's an any oligarch was always an asshole. In fact, they confuse them together the same damn thing. But anyways, this show is not about oligarchs. It's about fantasy baseball. We got Mike the Mouth on the show tonight. It's a real pleasure to have him aboard. We say that a lot, but we truly mean it. Mike has a lot of experience, a wealth of knowledge that he can genuinely share if he chooses to. We're going to have Mike uh, maybe rip on my drafts uh, with the Palazzo Podcast Invitational Draft is still going on. So I'm going to show Mike some of the picks, and he can make fun of me, just like you do with uh, Zach on Draft Champions. I listened to you. That was the first time I'd actually ever heard you. And I've been around for a long time. I mean, before I got in the biz, I played fantasy baseball about 20 years now, but I'd never really heard of you until I heard you last month on the Draft Champions pod. Uh, ripping everybody, basically everybody in the Battle of the Podcast draft. Yeah, because, you know, I, I, I hate, like Jack says, I hate everyone's draft except my own all the time. So, <laughs> and my, my, my original idea that I that I came up with, I think I was talking to uh, Deadpool Hitter about this, uh, DiPietro, who is who's, who's enthralled by my, my shaved arms. I waxed before I did the show, actually, just for you. Uh, nice. I heard, you, Looking I heard good. you showered. I actually heard you showered for the show. Is that, yeah, is the that hair good? is pretty fresh right now. Good. Yeah. Good. It's a good thing, man. High, personal hygiene is a good step in the right direction, especially, you know, you know, it's a good thing. COVID, COVID you, you know, hygiene is not as important as it used to be. It changed. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's important to take care of your body, man. Right? Yes. That I would agree with you. We actually you do you, that. Yeah. Because I heard you complaining about, like, you know, you didn't lose a few pounds. You said you were complaining about your weight, all stuff like that. You know, I mean... It's good to take care, take care of yourself, man. You know, your body. Well, I'm wearing black. Look, your body. You have to treat your body like a temple, not like a Seven Eleven. Okay, that's that's <laughs> my that's, that's my input for today. At this point, but uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. You know, I actually worked at a Seven Eleven graveyard shift. That was an interesting time. I'm sure you saw a lot of interesting characters come in. They just like when it's working in the movies, you know, moving oh, yeah. movie theater. And that's uh, that was back in the day when we had all kinds. Of, I, I told my famous movie theater brawl on another on another show. And that, that was a class. Everybody loved that one, the brawl I had in the movie theater. Uh, when you, missed, you have to go back and listen to one of Zach's earlier pods. I'm not going to repeat that, sh- that, uh, that story. But I will premiere the famous uh, Harry Krishna near abduction story that I had during my Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure story from college. Whenever you want to work that in, don't forget that because this is a true story. About that. I will not forget that. We'll, we'll say that for Enrico's Inquisition when we go off the board. But don't forget, this is the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Utah, give me two. You ever see Point Break? You remember Point Break? Of course I've seen Point Break. Of course. Great movie. The original Point Break. They remake everything and destroy destroy all movies right now. That uh, But that should never have been remade. I uh, never but- saw the remake. That's a... I actually saw the Total Recall remake a few years ago with Colin Farrell, but horrific, I horrific, horrific. yeah, I saw it in the theater. That was a mistake, but I would not see the Point Break remake because it doesn't yeah. need to be remade. It was perfect the way it was. It really is a gem of a film, even if they, it's they funny. Blew, they, blew, they, they blew the they blew the sequel. They should have named it Pointier Break, but they didn't do that. So 
yeah. But anyway, uh, that was my that was a buddy of mine who would say that why did they make the they make the sequels? They always they always ruin movies by putting most movies are ruined by sequels. Um, other true. than like, maybe like Terminator and a few other ones, but for the most part, um, these are ruined uh, in my movie. But uh, yeah, well, I did a Terminator uh, promo for the I show. I saw it, man. It was a good job. There, so. Well, I don't know. Well, I was well, trying to like part Terminator, part Arnold, like uh, Ultimate Warrior. I don't know what I was doing. It was just oh yeah, you know. I think that's uh, Jesse the what, that Jesse the Body Ventura, or is that was that the who was the other yeah. one to do that? Jesse was one of the guys that did it that. Macho way. Man, classic. Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah, they all start signing the same through a whole. They're all doing the same stick. Well, we got some shit talking going on here on the live stream. By the way, we're live. If you're listening to the podcast version, enjoy the audio. But we're live with Mike the Mouth here on YouTube, Twitter, blah, 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 all the standard ones. And we got John Fish checking in and says, is Mike the Mouth ready to get dominated in the Super DC? Mike, how do you respond to this trash talk? See, you can't even type that with a straight face, uh, obviously, because he knows. You know, that's why he's in the cream puff of the two leagues. There's two, there's two <laughs> Super DCs that I put together, $2,500 entrance fee, uh, $20,000 first prize. You draft 50 rounds, as you know. Draft and hold. That's what you got. Take some balls to do that. You really, you better, better know your player pool. But um, that thing filled in less than 24 hours. First one I put together, like who the hell was going to I saw spend? that. But it, 24, I didn't make, make one phone call. We asked one person to me and they all wanted to jump on board. I, I, stamp, I stamp my name on something, Enrico, and they're right on it. See, it's amazing, right? I, I just say it's a branding thing, right? So, um, <laughs> That was that, and then, and then of course, you know, we had all these people like you know, you have Casey Chaw in there, and you have uh, you know, just oh, the legend. I've heard the legend of this guy. This guy's you know? like the ultimate, right? Yeah, great. Casey Each, you know. And uh, there's so many like uh, great guys in this league, and there's top players. And then people asked me they couldn't get in, so I started another one, and it's still. A, and if you look at that competition, it's still pretty amazing that are in that. And uh, and Fishy's in the second one because he would never hang in the first one because he knows it was a complete, <laughs> a complete donation on his part. So. Uh, I, I don't know those players. When you, when you draft with these guys long enough, you know who they're going to pick before they're going to pick. It's kind of like watching a Ray Flowers draft when he does an expert draft. It's like you can call his picks before he makes them because he makes the same shitty picks every year and every draft he's in. So, <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. I don't even know Ray, so I can't respond to that. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to give me start in the industry on I mean, some of these industry drafts, man. You know, but uh, that's what I'm saying. Wait, 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 wait. What about the whole hubbub the other day, though? I wonder what your take is on this because you know you have a lot of experience, so I'd be curious to get your point of view. There was the whole argument about, you know, like labor and some of the free drafts. There's no money involved, but it's like elite analysts are involved as opposed to high stakes leagues where people are putting in like yours, the $2,500 entry. That's a huge entry fee. Do you think there's a difference or does, mo does money change the intensity of a draft or no? Well, I mean, it should, I mean, unless you're like just rich and you don't give a shit about money. He's going to piss money away. Right. I mean, right. You, it should, you, it should matter you know, because a lot of these drafts that these guys just give up, they don't give a crap. No one's going to go back and say, Hey, how'd you do in the, in the uh, TGF FBI next year? I mean, I, no, look, I think it's a great thing Jason's doing about for charity and everything else. But truthfully, most of these guys don't even play the freaking leagues out. They don't even give a shit. They're, they're done. You know, they're it's... on autopilot. You know, most I think even time. even Mason would admit that though. He knows he, that yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's really ridiculous, but that's you know, I, I it's a pride thing. Man, he's asked me to be in it. I'd, I'd go in and I fucking support it. I, was, I said, I'll write, write you a check. I said, I told him, I'll write you a check to stop doing the whole thing. I'll just give you a big chunk of money and you can stop <laughs> doing it with these people. You know, and I'll, I'll let me pick the people to be in it. If they don't get through my standards, then they don't get to be in the drafts. Well, that's what it should be. And I'll give you a donation for everyone that doesn't get in. Uh, but but seriously, man, I watch these drafts every year. Like I was watching the FSGA the other You know, within ten rounds, I want to punch the freaking TV. You know, I said this on Twitter. I want to punch my damn computer screen. It's like it's like these guys are getting interviewed before the draft on the radio, and they're admitting this is like their second draft of the year. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're gonna walk into an expert's draft in like beginning almost March, 
and you're going to tell you're going to tell the audience is listening you're an expert about to sit down to try to you know put pride on the line and tell me this is your second fucking draft that's a joke okay that's that's a joke there that's just disrespectful to the game or whatever just often just admit it's a mock draft it's a bunch of industry good old boys getting together to shoot the shit and have a good time, and that's it. It's, it's fine. It's it, but it, but it doesn't count for much in terms of. Doesn't mean you're the best players. And there are and look, there are some good industry crossover guys out there. There are, you know, like you said, Vlad Sutter is a great player, right? I mean, there, there's no doubt. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. He's a great player. Uh, Scott Jenstad, great player, even though he started as a player within the industry. Guys like that. There are some great players out there. That uh, you know, Ray Murphy's play, plays a good game out there. Toby, you know, uh, getting in there, still really bringing up his game. You know, that's great. But for the most part, ninety something percent of these guys are, are just not uh, on par with most of these people that I draft with. You know, they're, they're just not. And I, and if they stepped into the main event arena, which they'll never do, and then when they do, they get their ass kicked constantly. And the ones that do, and they never come back. You know, they're never gonna have the balls to put up. They're so good. Get 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 a get a run get a GoFundMe page going. You know, like I had one done. You know, going earlier tonight for the uh, I was starting one for the um, self driving car for um, Tiger Woods, but I you know the GoFundMe page. Oh yeah. But oh, um, you know, but I, but I decided to route that money back to the NFBC for just uh, you know for my promo code. I have a promo code for your show tonight, as a matter of fact. We'll talk about that. But uh, but most of these guys, as I said before, they just they just can't handle the candle, the kind of competition. You know, grinding it out, doing fab every year, and then they had trades in these leagues. And look, that just freaking delegitimizes the whole thing. You know, just that's why they don't have trading in FBC with that kind of money on the line and whatever. You know, they could be collusion, why? Why? Kind of funky stuff. What? Oh, because of collusion and bullshit. Yeah, but shenanigans. Yeah, bullshit. Shenanigans. You can make any kind of trades. And like, it doesn't mean. And if people do stupid things, like I got con people into whatever, that's going to affect other people, right? You just can't have trading in these kind of leagues. You know, that's why there's free agency and you got to learn how to master free agency. Does that mean you, you don't respect that. leagues that have trades, period? Or is it just no, not a big money? I, I just think that, you know, trades are good for home leagues, you know, and uh, for, for like that. I don't see them working, you know, on a, on a, on a, on a national championship scale. You just can't do that. There's too many independent variables or things that can go wrong at that point. So yeah. to me, that kind of de- delegitimizes these leagues. So it's like, it's like, look, it, it is what it is. It's just my opinion, even though it's right. You don't have to agree with my opinion, even though I'm always everybody should agree with my opinion. Wait, 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 wait. We don't have to agree with your opinions. Well, no, I just, you didn't hear the last part. Even though they're always right, you, you, you oh, don't have to right, agree right, with my opinions. All right, at that point, I missed that last part. You missed that little plus, but you talked over the last yeah. part there. But, um, but still, I mean, and, and, I, and I go on, and then I then I take shit about it. But the, but the truth of the matter is, anytime, any any day, put your money where your mouth is. If you're that good. Show up and play with the big boys. Best the case, but I don't care about how many. T- t- look, and the, and the unfortunate thing is, there's some good guys that are playing in there. Like, a, like if you got like an Adam Rodas, right? For example, I'll use him, yeah. a, good, a friend of mine, but great player, knows his shit, but he can, but he can back it up by drafting a good team. You know, he knows he's player, but he can also draft really well too. There's an art and a skill and a science of drafting too. You know, and just showing up to a draft table. I tried that in my early days of the NFBC, showing up at a draft table main event. Oh, yeah, sure. And you get your ass handed to you because it ain't like that. You just can't just show up with these things. Oh, it's my second draft of the year. You know, and I've heard these, I heard so many things on Twitter. Oh, I'm just starting to get into the fantasy baseball season. It's March 1st. You know, my, you know, my fantasy baseball season started analysts. My, my fantasy baseball season started the, the day after the fucking World Series. Okay. That's when my fantasy baseball season starts and it goes the entire year. You know, I've done, I've done over 20 drafts already, 50 round drafts. Uh, this year so far. I mean, I mean, God knows how many high stakes leagues this year. I mean, this is like an obsession and I'm into it and you're not going to be at that level. I'm sorry. If you do, and if you're doing multiple sports, that's another thing tough to do. If you're trying to do football, basketball, and all this, and then do baseball, baseball is a tough sport. You know, it requires a, a ton of attention, right? Yes. Yeah, it, it just does. I mean, you know, I always say baseball is like grad school. 
and football is like grade school. And it's really what it is. You know, it, it's, a, it's a whole different world, you know, and mm -hmm. you don't, you, you just can't just show up and try to be good at baseball. You, you know, and that's why I like the complexity of it because, you know, being the borderline super genius that I am, it's always, it's good for my high, my high IQ at this point to do that. So, uh, so anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but where the hell's your forecaster? Ryan Bluefield's yeah, calling you out right now. Yeah, Ryan, yeah, shout I, I out. Him, Love Ryan. I already told him I took the pages out for the bathroom use, but here, you know, where's my four? Here it is. Where's, there's, there's a little shot. There's his forecaster hey, right there. There it is. Right Look there it is. Okay. As Proof said, is in the pudding. Proof is in the pudding. There it is. All right. So you got a little shot of his little plug for his forecaster, and that's it right there. So Even you got to respect Ron Chandler, right? Yeah, look, dude, there, there, there are a lot of guys that do a lot of great work. I, I don't claim to be a mathematician and an analyst. They, I, I want other guys to do that work for me. You know, yeah, that, you don't that, have like rankings or anything out, right? You don't post shit like that. I don't do shit like that. You know, yeah. my, my, you know, a lot of it's like, you know, I got my, I have my gut feelings about player, which, which I'm usually Whoa, right about. What gut feelings are not allowed? That is but, over, oh, dude. That's so not, 1995, man. <laughs> it's too over. That's too. That's so old school, right? At that point. <laughs> But uh, you know, and, and there's there's a lot that goes into drafting a great fantasy team. It's not it's not just all picking the right players. You know, there's more there's more to it that right. And yeah. you can go with the best the best laid plans you can possibly have in a snake draft or these graves can go to shit real quick at this point. So it doesn't really matter how good an analyst they are and how well you know the numbers and the, and the sabermetrics is. It's good to have that in your back pocket. So I'll, I will read about that stuff and I want to know about it and I, and I store it away. But I'm not making decisions solely on that. I'm trying to craft teams and do that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And especially when it comes to drafts, because uh, it's not like an auction. You know, when you go to an auction, I don't do auctions, but auctions, a lot of it's a lot of different perspective going to auctions and we can get who you want to get. You know, when you go on at the table, it's a different story. Now, drafts to me are a lot harder because you just you have to go with the draft limits what the draft gives you. And so you have to have multiple different plans and be able to zig and zag and it's a whole different ballgame. You know, and knowing the and knowing the room and all that stuff. So I, I just think that as I said before, that's the whole thing I have about doesn't mean there aren't some good players that are mixed in. Uh, unfortunately, among the analysts, the problem is the mo you'd never know it because most of them just don't jump in the pool with the big boys. You know, so that's how it goes. So, and I, and I, and I and I've earned the right to say that as the godfather of the NFPC for doing this long enough period of time. So, and do you I have can, that on um like a plaque or something anywhere? I should get one made up though. I really should get a plaque. Yeah, you really should. I think well, I think when I have my my NFPC Hall of Fame induction ceremony in a few years, there'll, there'll be a plaque uh, when I get there. So I'm working toward the the induction ceremony. When I just got to win the overall title. Because I always said if I win the main event overall title, it's, it's coming, that I'll be insufferable to live with. It'll be the best thing that could ever possible happen. Best, best, best public relations thing that could ever happen to the NFPC. When I win so the main you've event. never won the overall main event, though? Many people haven't. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> only, oh, come on, a, Mike. What the hell? What are you waiting there's, for? There's only there's only a few. And, you know, there's a great – we all can't be the great Lindy Hinkleman. You know, I must give him a plug on every damn show. Um, about uh, <laughs> who won it twice uh, in, its, in, its, in its history. So you, you can't have – you can't have, can't be a him. What are the odds on that, man? That is not an easy. Well, thing to do. you know what he also did is he also won the the Road to Wire Online Championship at the double win in the same year of the overall. Overall, yeah. wow! So he did them both in the same year, so you got a, a nice seventy five thousand dollar kicker who won both of them in the same league, same fucking year. Wow, that is. You should have a pig sound effect. You need a pig sound effect because he's a pig farmer, ex pig farmer, so you should have the winks going for him too. Damn it, I don't have that. That reminds me of the pig in the poke. Remember uh, National Lampoon's <laughs> European vacation? Pig in the poke. Man, that was, a, that was not a good – that was not the best not good, vacation movie. I used to hang out with those guys. I told you way back in the day. I had some hangouts. We used to hang out with the National Lampoon guys a little bit. So those are the those are the fun days. Ratso and some of those guys that you – you know, you probably even know any of these guys. But yeah, those are the days of uh, – you know, I, was, I wasn't about to embark on my comedy career until I got serious. Now, now look how serious I I saw the Netflix movie, you know, about the – did you see that movie about the guy? What was the guy? The guy who wrote uh, Caddyshack and all that. He yeah, died. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. What was his name? Kenny, uh, Bill, is it Bill Kenny? Yeah, Bill yeah. Yeah, yeah Kenny something. Something Ken, Kenny something or whatever, or something yeah. Kenny. Sorry, yeah. well, I'm, well, I'm drawing a blank. I should know this. You yeah, know, but I thought you would in, know Bernardo, in, but he was in he was in the lot of the little bit parts in those movies as well too. He was in Animal House itself as a stork. He was a stork. Oh yeah, he's he, one of the nerds in Animal House. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So forgot um, about that. Movies they don't make like that. Unless my movie gets made, that won't be a better movie. Well, when my movie gets made, that'll be the next thing. Well, By the way, his name was Doug Kenny. Doug, Doug Kenny. There you go. Yep. Shout out, Doug. He died in 1980 good. in Hawaii. So at least yeah. he went out in a beautiful paradise. Yeah. Well, the, the whole story is the mystery around his death that he actually went off a cliff in Hawaii. It wasn't like he died yeah. peacefully in his sleep in Hawaii. I was trying to be nice, Mike. You don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> Me not be a dick about something? I mean, come on, man. You know. So. Uh, have you ever said something nice about someone else in your life? I, I, I just said some nice things about people on this show, didn't I? <laughs> A few minutes I'm ago. Fucking with you. I'm fucking right? with you. I'm yeah. fucking around. All right, we, we gotta move the, hey, hey, we gotta move the show forward. We're 20 minutes off. in. We haven't even talked about anything. Jesus Christ. This That's is amazing. Go ahead. All right. So this is the Hands of Regal Blossom Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We're gonna talk with Mike the Mouth here about some fantasy baseball. If you want to call, this is something new. We haven't done this. We have a phone here and it's connected through the board. If you want to try to call us, the numbers on the ticker below, give it a shot. We'll answer it. We'll see how it goes. We're live. Weird shit happens. I'm sure, Mike, you've been live on the air and where weird things have happened or whether you were with radio, MTV, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you've had experiences like that. Yeah, we, we, didn't have, we didn't have the technology back in the day to have call-ins. So we, we used to take the, when he used to ring in the studio phone, we used to have to hold the phone up to the microphone. It was, and it was a rotary phone, too. So uh, I mean, you're not that old. I'm old uh, enough, bro. I'm old enough. You know? wow. I'm, on the, I'm on the fringe of being able to be your father, which is pretty scary. So... Pretty sad. No, no, no. Yeah, 40. Yeah. Come on, dude. You're not my dad. Yeah, my like, dad's you know, like 68. Yeah, if I if I if I like got myself in trouble as a, as a teenager in college in high school, I could be your father, you know. I could, uh, you know, but it, so it could be my yeah. Are you a, you a stern father? Are you hardcore? Am I hardcore? Nah, I'm, you're you know. disciplinarian, you know. This yeah, is how that. it is around here, 24-7. I don't take no shit. Surprisingly not as bad as I am in real life, that's for sure. That's okay. For sure. I believe that. Yeah, I talked yeah. to you off the air. But anyway, Mike yeah, is yeah. a He's more than Mike is more than you guys realize. For those of you who don't know him, you know, continue to watch, listen, figure it out for yourselves. For those of you who do know him, you already know what I'm talking about. So let's uh, move forward. You are promoting something, so why don't you tell us what you're promoting while you're on this tour? Well, I'm mean, promoting an NFBC because I believe in it. I mean, it's been coming off a rough year. You know, we everybody was the shortened season last year, um, and I get no money for doing this. By the way, I do not work for the NFBC. <laughs> you know, I just I just think that the, the reason why I'm sitting here today. And uh, talking about this, and you're here, and a lot of guys that are that are also doing this kind of stuff is because of the NFBC, because they they really it was the premier contest that got it put fantasy baseball on a national level on a season long on a map like this. You know, it, it was it's been it had been around before that time, but I think you know with the Diamond CDM Challenge and things like that. But when it evolved into the NFBC, is really when it took off to become to like a World Series of Poker level and bring in some of the best in the world playing. So you know, it was a rough year last year, and we and we still. There was still a season and people paid a reduced price and got in and we made it work in a 60 game year. And this year we have 162 games. So I don't think anybody should have any fear about playing and, and do it. So, um, so what I, what I've decided to do, and I, I said, it's another show since I'm independently wealthy and, uh, and diverting some of my funds. I, I put a little, just for the shit fun of it to see if anybody would take my money. I set up a special little fund. I diverted some money over there. And I said at the NFPC, if anybody uses these codes, they get a hundred bucks off each of their main event entries. Okay, but you can't you can't use the same code 16, 17 times to get one entry for free. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. James Anderson was trying to do that the other day. And I told him it doesn't work that way. You can't you can't you know enter the code multiple times to do that. But uh, you get to you get to put the code in, and you will get a hundred dollars off 
your main event entry for each main event entry. You use that code for up to, until while supplies last. I don't know how much money left in that account. I'm assuming this is going to work. Uh, so anyway, I think that some people took their money already. I think Fish did. You know, like Fish, like Fish doesn't ever make enough money, like, you know, selling bootleg liquor. You know, it's bad enough what he does. You know, how, could, how does he How does he need a pro fucking promo code, you know, when he's not doing that every single day? You know, selling alcohol that falls off a truck, right? But uh, anyway. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, so the promo code specially designed for this show for the great uh, Enrico Palazzo is going to be MTM Enrico E N R I C O E N R I C O MTM. You put MTM Enrico in, and you get a hundred bucks off your main event entry. And if it doesn't work, that means because there's no more <laughs> there's no more money left in that account. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think there's about. I, I want to say last I checked, they told me that at least I think there was over twenty people that have used the code. So 20 people and some newbie. What's really cool about the thing is yeah. several of those guys are newbies to the NFPC. You know, one of the things I've tried to do is bring new people into the NFPC over the years. You know, and I said I, with the caveat that, you know, I'm going to rip the shreds, rip you to shreds and ball bust you to whatever. And that's your indoctrination into the frat. Right. And then you're going to be able to you know hang with the boys and whatever. And that's great because there's a lot of guys out there that are playing today. Just like when I first started, you know, go back to the early days, some guys that you know brought me in and spent, took some time to hang out with me. And bring me in and whatever, and you know, get to be where I am now today, doing what I'm doing. So that's the promo code for the uh, the money. Wow, that is awesome, man! Thanks, Mike. We appreciate that. I I don't know if I'm ready for the main event. I played, like I said, for you know two decades, but that's it's so not how, the how it's not the competition. Not? It's just the money. That's you know, not everybody can throw that kind of scratch around. But there is a discount here if you use Mike's code. Just take less sh- less showers, man. Shave on shampoo or whatever. And just I'm already doing that. Come know, on, just man. Do that. Stop shaving. You know, sell your beard to charity. Do something and uh, get in, man. We got to do one main event team. Just go for it. Go with somebody. Yeah, I, mean, I should have took Mason's advice last year. Mason's like, dude, there's a discount because I think it was down to like twelve hundred. Yeah, like it was a short season last year, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was more unknown. It was a goofy season. You know, yeah, could, right. anything could have happened, and. Maybe that was the time to try it. Well, winning $20,000 for me last year was a nice thing in a shortened season. I took that. That was a nice 60-game sprint for 20K. So that made my, my, my season much much happier at that point. Nice job. So, oh, I forgot to hit the uh, 2020 cliche siren. There we go. There it is. Every time we mentioned 2020 was a short sample size, blah, 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 we hit the siren. Short sample, that's, that's the cliche. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we also have a uh, cliche for Coors Field. Have you heard that hitters hit a lot at Coors Field? No, I haven't heard that. Coors banquet beer and we get sam elliott saying course that's our course See, back in the day we used to call those like we had the little eight tracks we used to put in like what we used to play they were called carts back in the day yeah in the radio studio. <laughs> we had to put the carts yep. in and play the carts so that's what we had there and i've seen we, those and when, I, and when i left i took them all with me from the studio <laughs> oh man that's awesome i i like the old school so i've actually old enough where i've edited on reel-to-reel tape audio i've done it I've, yeah been there oh by the way mark Kiefer is checking in i love mark mark's one of my new favorite guys uh, this is a good time to kind of switch into the housekeeping segment of the show and say thank you to everybody like mark playing the mr belvedere music mike i'm sure you remember mr belvedere by the way of course i do yes bob Uger, right Streets of course but the question we always ask mr belvedere what is he is he a housekeeper is he a butler what is he i think, cover, I think you cover that in another show I always do because well, I, I want to get people have arguments. Well, I, would about mean, I would mean Butler. I would mean Butler. I don't think people there. He's a housekeeper. Just because he's a man doesn't mean he can't be a housekeeper, Mike. That's yeah. what he is. He's not a butler. Butler's for rich people. I don't think they were that forward thinking. That was, that was the whole joke of having a butler <laughs> in a non you know rich household. That was the whole goal, the whole joke. Right? Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. Right, so. uh, 
Yeah, so shout out to uh, all the people who have been making the show a success recently. We've had a lot of positive support, including Mike coming on the show himself. This is like, this is a cool moment. Every day is a new experience, and people say, well, you know, you just blah, 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 you're full of shit. I'm genuine. I actually really do appreciate the opportunities because I've been down. I've seen hard times. So these good times right now, I take them with a lot of pleasure and gratitude. Uh, Fish says, I think we can hear the Lisa Ann story again. Maybe we can hear that one later. I, I don't know. <laughs> when we get to that other part of the show, we'll have to see what story we have to talk about. Uh... New drinking game. Every, drink every time Mike says back, back in, in the, the day. day. Yeah. <laughs> back in the good old days. Yeah, when, right. I start, when I start telling people to get off my lawn, you know it's really bad. You know? Yeah, that's, it'll, be like, it'll be like, get off my pod. Right? <laughs> we might have to start a siren up if you're going to start doing cliches like that. But uh, Yes, thank you, XFan12. Very cool. And John Fish. You know I love you. John, I need to get to know John even better. Like, I really only have met him in a Zoom chat. That was the only time I've actually seen his face and heard him talk. But I really feel like I liked what I heard and saw. So, John Fish. We should probably have you on the show or something. That's an invite. If you're interested, let me know. Uh, that's it. All right. So just want to say thank you, everybody. who has been supporting the show. It's been a tremendous amount of action. Thank you, everybody. Uh, real quick, too. Is this music going to play the entire show and in the background? Yes. For the rest of your life, you're going to hear the Mr. Belvedere Show music and theme forever. You're screwed. Life sucks, Mike. Uh, I want to tell people if you're live here, this is not for the pod later on, there's a half hour until voting closes for... My guy, John L. MLB Moving Averages. He's in a very tight battle right now with Prospects Live in the Baseball Pods tourney. If you're watching this right now and you haven't voted for John L., consider doing that right now. You have till midnight Eastern. Give him your vote, please. That would be a really nice thing for all of you to do. And that's it. So thanks to everybody who's in the Palazzo Podcast League, the Invitational. It's going along well. And we're about to see Mike rip on me and my team and probably some of your teams when we talk about the draft board. There it is. I'm done. No more housekeeping. No more Mr. Belvedere. Well, or you cannot spend any time voting in for this, this podcast competition at all if you want to. You don't really have to spend any time voting for oh. Because in the great scheme of things, it means nothing. <laughs> okay. Of course it doesn't mean anything, Mike. Hey, come on. Do you really? F- Clearly, you haven't. Well, you can't listen to every episode. But I was just saying this recently. I, I love Chris. Baseball pods. He's a great guy. And he knows that. We're, we're friends. I think we're friends. I follow him on Twitter, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that he gives a window to some pods that not everyone knows of. That's the whole point of it. It's not about kissing the egos or bloating the egos of the pods that people already know about on ESPN or CBS or RotoWire. It's about exposing people to new podcasts. That's why I like it. I don't give a shit about the competition. Uh, if you take the competition seriously, I think you're maybe a little yeah, too intense. A little too bad, yeah. But that that isn't the reason. That's why I see it as a positive. It's a net benefit for the whole community. So shout out to the pods that are getting exposure for the first time that haven't had it. And that's why I think it's cool, Mike. And I'm going to stand on that. I'm standing on that platform. I'm not backing down. I vote for the pods. It makes everybody happy. You know, I know, I mean, I know that, that the draft champions pod, the draft champagne is the one I'm on from time to time, but it's not my pod. People think it's my pod for some reason. It's not my pod. That is Zach's pod. I just go on as a, uh, a special guest. On his pod. You think it's your pod? Really? Interesting. I've been feeling this sometimes. That's my, I always see people, oh, when are you going to be on your pod? I'm like, that's not my pod. I just started thinking about it as a guest. That's how I started doing this kind of stuff. And I'm not, a, it is not my pod. But uh, I like going on it. And that's my, I'm going to do, do that on my tour coming up this week as well. Uh, so I will be there doing that. And I really will unload on a few things that I'm saving for that pod too. So very cool. Yes, oh, by the way, uh, Pole Hitter is with us, Rob DiPietro. You were just mentioning him earlier. Shout out to Rob. What's up, Rob? Good to see you. He says, hi, Mike and Mike. And the Godfathers, 
looks like he wants to tear the soundboard off the wall. Wow. You must be inferring the fact that he's ripped. Very impressive. And he's not the only one. I guess people don't want the soundboard on anymore. Sorry, guys. I, I like sounds. I like music. I like noises. I like sound effects. It's always going to be a part of the show. I like a good soundboard, but, you know, you gotta, it's got to work on it. So we'll get, we're going to get an NTM soundboard. We'll come up with one down, down the road. Yeah, we should. I mean, you guys could call into the show, by the way. The number's on the bottom of the screen. If you want to talk to me and Mike live, take a chance. Try something new. Otherwise, you know, shut up. Any, I'd like to ask you, is there any roid breaks in the show? We can't take my, my roid break for the show to, to, get to do that. Hashtag, you got to do it, like 30 hashtag, push-ups? Hashtag Nelson Cruz. So, um, <laughs> All um, right, well, let's uh, let's move forward with the show and get into our next segment. How long, I will how, say, long is, how long is this show exactly? I mean, is there like a limit? It's already, to way, too, it's already way too long. Like, right. We're way behind ready. We're clearly going to be cutting some things out because this has already gone. We're a half hour in, and have we covered any fantasy baseball? I don't know. I've covered a little things, a few things. Go ahead. I've had a good time, though. I'm enjoying yeah. the show. So I hope you guys are, too. Don't forget, Palazzo Cop Podcast. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's, as always. Utah, give me two. By the way, quick update on Cork Stats. John L. Moving averages with 20 minutes to go. He's got a slight lead on the prospect's live crew. 50.3 to 49.7. What a tight battle that is. If you haven't voted... Vote for John. Yeah, see, if I if I wanted to go look at my phone, I could vote right now. I haven't voted in that one, and I, I might be the deciding vote. But. You could. I mean, you got till midnight. There's 20 minutes left. If you listen to the podcast version, this is already old news, so just fast forward this part. All right, let's get into our leading off segment, and we're going to talk about some draft stuff. <laughs> segment we're going to talk about some of the drafts i've done recently and mike's going to rip on me that's that simple it's an easy segment this is easy money for mike here not difficult for you at all yeah after that intro that's the, that's the part of the, the prod the pod that i just started regretting why the hell did i just get myself into this right there that whole little intro with the sound effects but go ahead so what? what's wrong with that <laughs> come on man you didn't play RBI baseball. You played Nintendo. This that's an NES. But that's first, old as hell. That's old as you all, are. First of all, since I told, as I said before, I need another chapter of the most interesting man in the fantasy in the NFBC. All right, I am the owner of an original uh, fantasy RBI baseball game that's in my basement, fully restored. As a matter of fact, the arcade version of the Namco RB Little Squad Guys RBI baseball. I have the original one in my basement, fully restored. Arcade? I've never even heard of that. Yeah, that's when they get all these. You used to go there and actually spend money on video games back in the day. I love that, man. My dad, dude, my parents got divorced. Well, the highlights of the divorce was dad would always take us to the Wonderland Mall in Livonia, and we'd go to the arcade in there, man. It was the best. You played uh, Afterburner. You actually got in there, and the thing would move around. It was so, like, mind-blowing in 1986. That was, was fun. And you put the quarters across the top to reserve the game. and that, so no That's one right. Eat. So no one could get in there and, you know, you know, it was, the game was reserved because all the quarters were on it. So I'm, Yeah, dude, exactly. I'm glad that video games have progressed and that, you know, the world has progressed in 30 plus years. But I don't regret that I was born when I was born. I often ask this question myself. Are you do you ever regret like, oh, I wish I was born at a certain time? Or are you happy with the fact you were born in your generation? No, I was born at the perfect time. I missed the uh, I guess I moved to miss the baby boom by one year, uh, but cut off. But I'm, a, you know, the first year of the Gen Xers. And, uh, and, uh, I'm telling you, that was the best. I was in the best year. I was, I grew up in the, te- the teenagers in the eighties, which was awesome. Like breakfast club 
And that was like, you know, graduating high school, coming out of high school. That was like the perfect time, man. That was like my life, you know, and, and all those movies and everything else. So I, 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 people look now and they wish they grew up in the 80s. It's like it's, it's a cool thing right now. Nostalgia. Oh, you told oh, you grew up in the 80s. You know, back when I was in the 80s, people go, oh, you grew up in the 60s. That was that was a cool thing was the 60s. You know, yeah. now it's like the 80s is a cool place to grow up. So that was like the best time, man. And the stuff you could do in the 80s, it was like, you know, party and it was the best of times. And the stuff you could get away with in the 80s, you just could never get away with now. And and uh, like I said, it was the best. It was the best time. So I'm happy that's the way it is right now. So for yeah. sure. Yeah, especially with COVID now, reminiscing like that just really, man, makes me miss being able to go out and live life. I don't know how much you get to live your life now by like being out and about because certain people treat COVID with a less sense of fear than others. I've kind of always feared it because I don't want to die, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. It's also affected my social life tremendously. And in fact. These are like you and the people on Twitter and doing the podcast and connecting with some of these people on here. Are some of the main socialization I've had over the last almost a year, really. It's crazy. Maybe, maybe it's because people just normally avoid you, Mike. You ever think about that? Maybe that's probably where the problem was, maybe. Well, of course they do. I'm one of the biggest, stinkiest <laughs> losers in Wayne County. Come to Wayne County, Michigan. If you smell something, it's probably me. You, you look like I'd be coming, I'd be coming to Michigan. It's bad enough I'm in Jersey at this point. So, um, <laughs> See, what you know what sucks about ripping on me is that I'm just ready to rip it myself. So I ruin the party. I take all the fun out of it because I love self-deprecation as much as anybody. But look, let's get out with this segment. So we got the Palazzo Invitational going on. We're going to fire up the draft board here. I'm going to share it with you. You're listening on the podcast version. Uh, this won't do much for you. You could, I don't know, you could watch the video at the same time. But if you're driving, I wouldn't recommend that. So, Mike, here we go. That's me. Team 9 right there. Can you see that where it says Govier? So, so am I supposed to, with my eyes at my age, see these, to see these teams at that at that size? <laughs> is it very small? Hang on a second. Let me try oh, this. That's, one. No, that's all right. This? Is this better? Yeah, it's better. Yeah. Okay. So what am I? Maybe I can zoom in more. How about this? Does that help? Yeah, there, you there you go. Okay. So we're I had the ninth overall pick in our uh, League One of the Plaza Invitational, which is still currently drafting. League Two is underway as well. So I started with Jose Ramirez, and then I took Alberto Mondesi with my second pick. Rip me all day. About that, not about your Mondesi pick, sure, or any yeah. of it. Yeah, just go to town on me, tear right. me a new one. Yeah, uh, look, here's the thing so you can't, Ramirez is fine. I mean, there, I mean, and, and where you were in the ninth pick, nine hole, you know, uh, pitches were gone. Uh, I mean, you, you could debate about story, there's nobody left in that team anymore. Fine, I get that, but uh, I can't see the, the rest of the players win the first round, but um, you know, because it's cut off now. But what'd you have over there? Yeah, yellow, yellow, no, so Ramirez is a fine, it's fine. Right, you can't go on there. But now you come back with Mondesi. What was the thinking of taking Mondesi there when you already had a guy's nice five or decent five category guy who could probably steal, you know, a chunk of bases as well too? Why take Mondesi there? A guy who was like super high risk. You could have had Bichette there. You could have had a, a, a top notch pitcher there. Um, yeah. You know, if you had a guy like Bichette, like a Bichette, then you got maybe you get 15, 20 steals to pair the, the 20, 20. You may, then you got a you got a 50 steals combined from your first two guys. And maybe 45, 50 homers as well. Ton and, and a ton of RBIs, run scored in that lineup. Uh, I just think you know, Mondesi, you're asking for too much trouble. I'm not a huge Mondesi fan uh, this year. It depends on the, when you get him, but not in the second round. The guy, you may just get like low batting average. Yeah, you're going to get you know earth shattering stolen bases. But uh, again, that, that is, it reeks. It could he could be you know um, another one of those uh, Judy's they used to call him, like the Ben Revere types from back in the day, or who's the other guy that uh, went that went that route. But um, Ben Revere, wow! I've not thought of Ben Revere in a long time. Man. Yeah, at this point. But who's the other guy that just that's right up? He's a big stolen base. He had a couple of good years, and then he. Now I'm drawing a blank on him. He's like so insignificant. 
Oh, congratulations. Look, a live pick. Aristides Aquino was just drafted. Go. Wow. But, that's, uh, see, that's, that's even a mistake in a 50-round draft. But um, Right? Like, wh- where is Aquino going to get playing time? I, what, it's, I mean, I he's not even on the main roster. Yeah, he's not going to be playing. The entire Reds team is in a bus crash. Maybe he gets some time. But um, <laughs> but I think I think Montessi, you know, as I said before, I'm I just not a fan of Montessi pick in the second round. I mean, I know it's a sexy pick for some people. And, yeah, yes, he's got – he has some power. He could come up and, you know, do these things. But I just think there's way too much risk in the second round for Montessi. I'm not, a, not the biggest fan, especially when you start off with the Ramirez there. You know, so. Well, my thought was, look, the pitchers went pretty quick as they always do in these types of drafts because you had Bieber, Bauer, Giolito, Nola, Darvish, and Bueller, and Scherzer all went before it came back to me for my second pick. So for me, there's a drop-off roughly about that area after Bueller and Scherzer. I, I don't see Kershaw. Maybe Kershaw and Scherzer are similar, but I don't see them the same as some of those other guys ahead of him. So I'm like, well, let's go in a different direction right now because yeah. I could always get one of these pitches. I don't think there's that much of a difference later. So I, I thought I could try to lock down steals completely with Alberto Mondesi, even though he can really not hit for a batting average. All yeah. Well, time. if he can't, and if he can't run, something happens to him where he can't run. Uh, so, what? Uh, you know, he's not going to be able to run. What happens if he, you know, what, first of all, where, if he, where he bats in the lineup, if he, if he goes into prolonged, prolonged slump and what if he hurts him? What if he tweaks something? And he's not running, then that's well, a, then know, one, one major category. At least he's not even contributing to a lot of other categories at that point, right? There's yes. a choice that can go wrong there at that point. And in, the, in your point on Scherzer, there are multiple pitchers that went all after him that I would have taken ahead of Scherzer, Scherzer as well this year, too. So it's not like, you know, uh, it's that much of a drop-off after Scherzer. Scherzer should have probably gone. Uh, you can debate that all you want, but uh, at his age and showing that some the injuries, showing some of the decline uh, already, very the, the hard hit rate and how hard he's being hit, and I think he's a lot more hittable. And uh, yeah, the strikeouts are there. But I, you, know, you, you want to get off the train before it goes completely off the tracks. So and not be on, not having the year that it does, a la, you know, Strasburg uh, later on. You know, so you yeah, said, who I took. I took in round five. I took Strasburg. Yeah, and, he, and he's another guy who, yeah, he's a boomer bust starter. If he's going to be your first starter, you probably want to get a starter there that's got more of a chance, you know, to, you know, to be solid, you know, go through the whole year and be healthy. So I don't that's know, why I took up. Hendricks right after him. I backed him up with Hendricks, who I think is as durable and reliable as they get. Right, exactly. You just won't get the strikeouts that was there, but he's no. got great ratios and whatever. But uh, as I said, again, debatable. There's other pitchers that I see that I'm going to have to really, what I might, I'd rather have over Hendricks, but that's just me. But I mean, Strasburg, Hendricks, I mean, I wouldn't feel great about my pitching staff. Like, I, like those are not, <laughs> those are my two anchors. I'm not going to go feel, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rock solid in pitching with my starters there. I mean, you can, Robert's fine in the third, late third. Azuna, you know, batting average, great power, fantastic. If you want to go that route, that in the fourth round, I mean, I would have other picks. I might have went a Rosarena there. Really, but, you like a Rosarena this year? Yeah, I, I've talked about a Rosarena on other on other shows, and it is an ongoing debate. Oh, I haven't listened to every show, just like you haven't listened to all my shows, Mike. Uh, I truthfully haven't listened to any of your shows. Uh, <laughs> uh, this will be the first one I'm actually listening to. I only listen to shows that I'm on. You know, I think that, but that's of not, course. That's no shot about you. It's just this. Why like, would you waste your time? Yeah, exactly. I only have so much time. You know, I listen to shows that I'm on. Of course, you're an independently wealthy guy. You're very busy. Yeah, I can't can't be I can't be bothered with that. Well, look, look, I will regret. I do regret the Montessi pick now because my build got stupid with three shortstops in the first nine picks. I, I've, that's dumb. I don't like it. I would have rather avoided Mondesi, gone with a pitcher, like you just said, and still taken Swanson or Correa later, who I really like. And sure. I would have been fine with that. I, I blew it. I made a mistake. I admit that freely. So I will set my punishment. What is my punishment? What, what is your punishment? You know, you're not, you're not going to do a main event, Tiff. You're not, you're not going to allow yourself, you're banned from the main event. 
uh, for this year because of that, uh, the way you went with that team. Uh, yeah, that's a big chunk of change, you know. I'd love to do a main event, like I said, but you know that money. We do have the promo code from Mike the Mouth. So uh, what is it again? MTM Enrico. MTM Enrico. MTM Enrico. Yeah, hundred dollars off. Yeah, there's always prostitution, man. You could always do that too, right? Hey, don't knock prostitution. That yeah. is a great way to make a living. I, I support sex workers all day. Yeah. I mean, I don't support them. Like I, <laughs> I don't. Who was that guy? I Garvin? Have a girlfriend. So. Who was that guy? Garvin from uh, the old Saturday Night Live guy. The male prostitute skip over there too. So, <laughs> oh, that's a prostitute. classic. That was a classic. Uh, but now, uh, now, no, no, another, another name I'm drawing a blank on on my age, but I should that I should know in the reference. But look, it wasn't your it wasn't your best work. Obviously, you know that. And uh, and, and again, there's a lot of and I didn't go through all your picks, but there's a lot of a lot of picks that fell apart. You know, <laughs> after that, I, I, I would not even pick a lot of those guys you took later on because those and that's what the, that's where you could have made up some ground or later in your draft. But that wasn't the best. But, the, but again, that, those are what those, those, how much did you pay for that draft? 50 bucks? The Palazzo Invitational is a standard DC 50 bucks. Yeah. NFBC yeah. 50. Yeah, the standard to me, the lowest you ever spend is 150. It's 150. 50 sorry. Sorry. Yeah. The NFBC 50s now, right? Those are the $50 ones. Yeah, apologies. Are apologies. Right. But, but a uh, shout out to Derek and the crew, NFBC. I want to thank those guys for, uh, you know, making the Palazzo Invitational thing. They didn't have to do that. But, what you talked about earlier, Mike, with the promotion and the lack of promotion, I thought it would be a good exchange. Like, hey, I like to promote. I'll promote you guys, and I think it's worked out well. Yeah, because a lot of my audience we're not we're not like hardcore NFBC guys necessarily. So I think we've drawn some new blood into it. Right, but that's the whole idea, you know. And and again, look, the the idea is like for for example, how I got into the whole thing is I saw a guy in a magazine. This is back in the day, NFBC had a magazine, like one of those, they had their own fantasy magazine at one time, which is pretty cool. And I pick it up in this understand paging through and like, and I'm seeing these guys holding these big fake checks, you know, and I see when this one smug dude is checking his hand, like he's from Jersey, this is a Jersey guy. It's like, like if I look that, like, I look like that idiot, I could beat that idiot, you know, whatever. I want to get in this competition. Anyway, now I ended up becoming best friends with a guy years later. Oh, shit. And it wow, gets, that's cool. But the irony of the freaking thing is I go to my first main event in New York. I sit down at the fucking table. Who's sitting two chairs away from me in the same draft? It was him in that draft. You know, that oh, year. dude, and, that's and funny. Kicked, wow. And he kicked, and he kicked my ass. I came in, I, he came in like 30, like 170 in that year. Second in the league, it was a crazy score. And I come in like seventh or eighth, but it was just funny that ironically, we, we ended up being in the same draft. Jersey guy. And, you know, but that, but again, that's what got me into the thing. Got me hooked because it's like, you know, somebody, there was like the promotion aspect of it and whatever. And that's yeah. the thing. And hopefully by me going out and doing this kind of stuff, it's going to draw more people in. So I want to beat that guy. I want to, I want to go in there and meet him. And I want to, you know, go up. And that's what it's all about. You know, so that's why you're going to find a way, male prostitution, otherwise, okay. Some use, use some of Fish's, you know, money that he finds or whatever uh, from and from his alcohol trade. He's going, you know, selling, you know, whiskey to the, whoever he sells it to, uh, out there, <laughs> and uh, and get in, get in the NFP, do a main event, man. Come and come do it live, or do at least do it online this year. You can do it online. I'll go. I'll I go definitely and- want to go live. I want to be at one of the spots like Vegas. That would be so cool to do that because Matty Davis talks it up so much, man. He makes me so excited when he starts talking main event Vegas in person. It sounds so cool. Yeah, man. It, 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 like Vegas, man. Do you thought that we in a room full of people and you're just the juice of being there? You know, yeah. and it's, like, it's all the whole thing being on that clock when everybody's watching you and you got a minute countdown, man. It's stressful. I've seen I've seen guys like fall apart, like especially, <laughs> especially the industry guys. I love when the industry guys get in and they start dipping it, and they just can't they just can't they can't hack it. That's what apart. Vlad said. Yeah, yeah, he said it ain't no joke when that one minute clock's a ticking and everybody's right in your face. <laughs> uh, well, catch up on some of the comments here. So BCJR Fantasy says I drafted Strasburg with my number one last year in DCs with Mike the Mouth, and it did not work out very well. Do you remember that, Mike? 
I did. I don't know who. I, I don't know the initials of who this guy is, but probably <laughs> if you hey. yes, if you drafted Strasburg, then I think that uh, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a disaster pick for last year, of course. So yeah, I, I had no Strasburg last year. I did not miss. I did not miss him at all. So I'm not. I'm not a Strasburg guy. He may come. I'm not usually either. I'm actually. The fact that he's been down more this year and people are kind of off of him, I kind of like to swoop in when players that have talent and can still push you up in the rankings yeah. get downgraded. So I like him. I, that's the only reason I like him now, but I know he's injury prone and I know the whole story. So And coming so, up, you know, yeah. surgery on a part of your body, like you don't want to have surgery, like your wrist, the hand, the kind of the thing you throw the ball with, that kind of thing. Hey, he's throwing right now. Spring training, dude. Here we go. Spring training hype, dude. He's looked yeah. great. He looks great in spring oh, training. What is good Classic. in spring training, man? They're all yeah. everybody looks great. Best shape of their life in spring training. So yeah, we did. God, I'll just play a siren for that because it's so dumb. Uh, oh yeah, shout out Anthony Gialdi's here. What's up, Anthony? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, he says hello to both of us, Mike's and Fish has plenty of money. That is true. Okay, good to know, Fish. Uh, Mark Kiefer says, Fish, if you bootlegging for event fees, let me know. DM. Mike the Mouth does not lie. Okay. I'll put 100 bucks towards Govier's main oh, event now, team. Now, oh! now you, now you know, now your main event team down to 1500 bucks now. So, Like I said, I'm going to take all the money out of the GoFundMe page for, for uh, I told you, for Tiger Woods' self-driving car, and I'm going to put it towards you right now. Too soon? That's cold, man. That's cool shit, Mike. it come to a certain point, like, you know, this is the thing about celebrities, bro. I got to talk about the celebrities, you know, and I've seen this in my time. It's like, what happens is when they they become, starting to become irrelevant, they have to go into self-destruct mode to get people's attention, right? It was like, they all do it. That's what happens, you know? It's like, it's like, you just see, like, it's like Michael Jackson hanging babies out of windows, you know, and you're like, what the hell are you doing? You know, at that. that point, and then you're mutilating your body and doing all this kind of freaking crazy shit. This is what happens, man. When these celebrities go, it's like, what am I going to start doing? I, I better. That's what I'm worried about. What, how am I going to start becoming interesting? You know, when I uh, when I get to a certain age. <laughs> what the fuck? Are comparing yourself to Michael Jackson? I might, wow. I might start. I might start drafting fantasy football to become interesting back in the day. You know, do stuff Ooh, like that. So, that's uh, a teaser, folks. That's what we call a teaser, maybe in the business. <laughs> uh, oh, and Anthony's chiming in. If Govia comes to Vegas, I will donate a Cena. Wow, you know, okay. now up to three hundred. There you go. Wow, <laughs> guys! If some of this is legit, I will follow through. I'm not playing. I'll, I'll sign up tonight. Because you're afraid to leave your own house. They want you to come to Vegas and draft live. You, see, you don't want to. Go, you're gonna get an airplane and go to Vegas in the middle of this. You said right now. Can we do okay? that? Can we do it in 2022? Like, no, no. I think this is for this year, right? Look, are people I, are people going this year for sure? Like, because last yeah, year it yeah. got canceled, right? Or yeah, this year it's on, and there's gonna be a party this year. I always put my big party out there on Friday night. I haven't put it up on the boards yet, but I'm working on getting it completed. And uh, it's going to be the big MTM bash social bash. We're having it outside that tonight. It won't be you know, that night. It'll be in a 6,000 square feet open grand patio. So people will be able to hang out outside. We all drink, smoke cigars, open bar. Um, there'll be food uh, buffet. It's going to be great. So people can all be outside. They can mask up if you want to, if you feel comfortable doing that. But no one's going to be packed in on top of each other. I usually, usually do it in a suite. But we'll okay. be outside. And then, they, you know, they're going to space things out in the, in the draft rooms. It won't be as many people. But I think it's you know, relatively still safe. And the cheap, the prices are so cheap this year to go to Vegas. The rooms are ridiculously cheap. Airfare oh, I bet, yeah. You know, I mean. Uh, it's, it's All airfare right now. You can fly everywhere for a great deal. I don't argue that point. Yeah. I so, just missed my friend's wedding last weekend because of COVID. I didn't go because of it. it. Look, there's friend's wedding and then there's fantasy baseball and NPC. Like, there's priorities, man. Okay. Well, clearly, if I'm spending $1,500, something is more important than my friend's wedding. Obviously, that's a lot of money. But Oh, right. somebody's vaccinated. Let's fucking go. Congratulations, <laughs> Anthony. Thumbs up, my friend. Not all of us have that advantage. Are you vaccinated, Mike? 
if I, are we are we gonna open up that can of worms? Do you want me to start talking about that? Yeah, and my other my other life of healthcare and discussing about healthcare and the. No, you're right. Let's back. You don't want to open up that political can of worms about that. No, we don't do yeah. politics on this show. We keep it off. Uh, fantasy, baseball, entertainment, comedy, um, religion is available. You can talk religion on the show. If you well, want. I want to talk about the high Christians later on, as I said. That's right. But, we are. We're about to do that momentarily because it's time yeah. to get into our next mode, which is, yeah, it's a fun part of the show. I always love this part because we get to know the person beyond fantasy baseball and really shit. On this episode, we've already been doing a lot of that anyways. But we call it Enrico's Inquisition. Are you ready for it, Mike? I'm ready, man. Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person? Wow, this is deep. Deep into my psyche. Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988 by far it was the happiest moment like of my sports life that was my first gut moment get ready for some doozies because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show enrico's inquisition (laughs) okay that's right i'm already bored from those teasers right there so I, I recognize the, I recognize the voices of most of those guys. If that's the gut, the most cutting edge crap that they can come up with, you better have better ones for me. <laughs> wow, that is some hard hitting shit, Mike. All right, I'll give you that. Paul Spore, Vlad Sledler. Wow. How would you guys respond? Mike Paul, DeMoss Paul, calling you out. Let me Let's... tell you, Paul, Paul Spore. And again, I met another good, another nice guy. We met when we were busting jobs. I met him in New York a few years back. Again, another guy dodging me having on the show because he's 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 too busy squeezing his dog's bladder these days to get me on the show right now all the time. Well, that's what I got. This is what I got to see in my Twitter feed. I got to wake up in the morning. I got to find out how I, how a dog's bladder is being expired. I'm glad the dog's okay. You know, you don't hear me talking about that kind of stuff on my Twitter feed every every day. But that's what it comes down to being. That's what's going to happen to me when I'm going to be tweeting about it. You know, it'd be like I'll be changing my colostomy bag. It's like let me just show you how I how I do my bag in the morning, that kind of thing, right? Oh wow, man. <laughs> Paul had an episode with his dog. A little bit of diarrhea during his radio spot today. I saw that. Uh, sometimes <laughs> diarrhea will Wait, happen. The dog had a diarrhea during the show? Yeah, he was on with the Vegas Insiders doing a bit, a live shot, and uh, the dog had diarrhea on the ground. I don't think it was on camera, but Paul clearly noticed it. Was it, was, it, was it on him? Was it, did the dog shit on him when he did the middle of the I show? I don't know. That wasn't me. Now that would so. be interesting. So now that's something you want to tune in to see, right? Right. If it wasn't interesting enough already for the fact that it was live diarrhea on a show, yeah, that would probably take it up a notch. Right. But let's get into the mix here. So we're talking with Mike the Mouth here. Mike is known for many, many, many different things, so we could go in a lot of different directions. But uh, first thing I want to ask you, name a player that is better than you. Name someone up. Name a better fantasy baseball player, manager, whatever you want to call it, than you. Oh, man, I, I, I'm not going to pick the easy ones, okay? I will no, not. No. I will not. I will not pick the easy ones because it's easy for me to say Casey Cha, and it's easy for me to say Lindy Hinkleman. Those are those are the those are the go-to people that are out there. But uh, oh man, see if I say if I pick someone, I'm never going to hear the end of it. If I pick someone who's a better fantasy, there, there are there are a good echelon of people that are better than me. Give um, us some fresh, yeah. Give us someone fresh, man. Come on, take a chance. Uh, I think I think he's still got a, he's still got a good game going on, and he's still one of the best out there. And he's one of my good friends from Jersey who got me and helped get me in the NFPC. And he's also giving me my namesake, so I'm gonna have to go with Steve Chapinka, who is even though he can't win the MTM Ultimate, he's been in the MTM. He's coming back this year for the 10th anniversary of the MTM Ultimate, which is a five thousand dollar draft in New York City on March 19th with a forty thousand dollar first prize, which I've won twice, and he's won none uh, during the, over the years. 
And wow. um, he, 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 for some reason, I'm his kryptonite in that league. But he is, a, you know, he's one of the top money earners of all time. Uh, he's also won the main event overall. And he's consistently good every single year, uh, C.J. Pinka. So I could give him a shout out to him. So I would say he's a, he is a better player up here. I aspire to be better than, you know, because I want to be the best player one of these days. Hopefully, keep at this and become one of the best players in FBC. That's what I'm shooting for. Damn. Wow, that is pretty cool, man. I got to tell you, that is fresh. Thank you for being honest. Fresh takes, what- man. Yes, that's what we want here. We want people to be honest, you know, cut the bullshit. If I, if I said I was the best of all of them, people would they, would they would call bullshit right away. Number one, stop listening to you. And second of all, then I have nothing else to aspire to, right? So. <laughs> that's okay. That's fair. Uh, John Fish is demanding that we play music while we do this. Uh, I usually like to, but YouTube gets pissed. But, you know, fuck YouTube. Who cares? I'll throw on some music underneath. So Fuck, fuck rules and, and laws. You know how many laws I broke back in the day? Come on, they still haven't locked me up yet. Well, that's a great one. There we go. Yeah, we'll put a little, uh, little Sopranos theme song music oh, underneath. There we go. Just for you. Baby. Love it. Speaking of jail, have you ever been to jail? I have come close, but I have not ended up in an actual jail myself personally. But I, Not I, even I, for I, one night? Not even for one night. Close, but not not ended up in one night. I could have, I should have been multiple times, but not in jail. No, did not end up in jail. So. Okay. Wow. I would have thought you would. I just would have guessed yes because it happens. You know, I've been to, I've been to jail before. What is, it, the, what is it? The Italian thing now? You give me a little bit of the Italian thing? Oh, you know, come you're on. Trying to lose that most Italian Italians end up in jail? No, I was just talking with John L. on Sunday about this. Anti that. Come on. I wouldn't stare at My father was in jail. What are you going to ask him next? Here's a good one. Have you ever been subpoenaed to a grand jury? What a great question from Anthony. <laughs> have I ever been subpoenaed to a grand jury? Have I, been to a grand jury? Yeah, I haven't. I don't know if I have. I have a feeling that I was at something that had to do with a grand jury at one time, but I don't remember. It's been a while. So, That's a great question. I, the best I thing, though, I, I did get summer for jury duty many times in my younger days, and this is going back in the 80s, so I always dressed like a freaking like gym rat hood. Like I wear the worst gym, just so they would like, they take one look at me and they say, you're dismissed. <laughs> they worked out great back in the day. So I mean, they would never, when I would appear in court, they would never put me on a jury because they would look at me and we don't want him in here. <laughs> I've never been on a jury ever. I've been, one time I got a letter and I just kind of blew it off. I don't know. I never had that experience. That is illegal. You know, that is something that can get you, you know, fined and arrested at some point. Bench warrants. See, is there any cuffs on my wrist? I'm free. Look at that. I'm free, baby. <laughs> Living the life. Living La Vida Loca here with Mike the Mouth on the, hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. All right. So we got that part covered. Now, I would love to hear, first off, I'm going to ask you this, and then you can segue into it. So, what's the better movie? Is it Bill and Ted, the original, or is it Say Anything? Uh, I have to say, it's definitely Say Anything, man. The, oh. you know, Lloyd, I mean, uh, kickboxing sport of the future, you know, Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> I mean, uh, I saw that movie. Yes! I saw that movie about 100 times back in the day um, and, and as an overall film, a comedy story, the whole thing. Uh, Ernie Sky back in the day, man, that was it. And John Cusack, who turned into be a bit of a dick later in life, but still, he he was uh, he was he's John a dick, C- yeah, a little bit of a dick. You know, he's oh, a little bit full, a little bit full of himself doing his own movie things now and whatever maybe. He kind of I haven't heard yeah. from him in a while. His career kind of gone. His own movie. He has his own movie. You know, I think Connor was a cutoff point when things just went off, went off the cliff. After that point, <laughs> Shit, that was like 1997. That's not good. Yeah, but you know, he had, he had a lot of great films. He was in a lot of great films. As a matter of oh, fact, the, yeah. guy that was, the guy that was going to do my original, uh, my movie script that I talked about on another show that I'm working on, based on my life in the movie theater, uh, as an usher in the movie theater, but a buddy of mine wrote a script called Multiplexing, which has to be about, has to do with our stories back. It's like Animal House meets Clerks in a movie theater, you know? 
and uh, that's what it's kind of like what I'm case. hearing, you know. And that's it's based on all the all the crazy shit that went on in the movie theater. And uh, this is the one I talked about with hopefully Ian Calm is looking at right now. If he's watching the podcast, he promised he'd take a look. He's reading it right now. So uh, he said it had to be at least Eugenio Suarez good in, ther- in terms of third base cheers <laughs> as an analogy. He said if his least is not as good as Eugenio Suarez good, uh, you know. I said okay, I- I'm sure it is, but because I had one time the the guy who directed Better Off Dead. And one crazy summer, which was the guy's name is Savage. I know, Steve. Savage Steve Holland. Savage Steve, he, I told you, more of my interesting stories about my life, he was going to direct our movie back in the day. And I met him out in LA. He was a really great guy. He did the notes on our movie. And again, John Cusack was in both of those films. And we, you know, we asked him all those cool things about $2. My two, I want my $2. I said, how'd you come up with that? Said, how'd you, I said, how'd you come up with that line? He said, I just was writing something down one time and I wrote $2 and it just turned into that whole thing. It wasn't anything. How'd you come yeah. up with that whole hamburger scene with the Van Halen? Everybody yeah. wants up. Yeah, yeah, better yeah. Off Dead is a great movie. Yeah, I love yeah. Better Off Dead. You know, better Off Dead, One Crazy Summer. You know, so Better Off Dead was really the best of the two. And uh, you know, <laughs> uh, sorry about your mother exploding. You know that kind of thing. So many, so many, <laughs> so many great things about you know that movie. But uh, John Cus, that's how that John Cusack really you know started with those movies. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. But, you know, um, one yeah, Crazy so, Summer, all those movies. Yeah. And then yeah, by, by, by the time say anything came out, he was already kind of like because he was in Eight Men Out, which was in '88 as well. Yeah, but Savage, but Savage Steve Allen was a great, a great guy. People don't realize he's, he started his career as an animator, and he was the one on Press Your Luck. If you show the, you see the, the classic game show, Press Your Luck, Big Bucks, Big Bucks, No Whammies, Stop. He's the one who animated the Whammies. So he's the one who, he's the creator of the Whammies, Savage. Huh. So uh, I can see, he, I can totally see that now. That that he, is him. Yeah, that's his style. He did because he, he did all animation. If you saw how those movies opened, better off that one crazy summer. He did all that animation for those movies. Yep. And uh, but now he does. He's really big on TV now. He has a lot of big stuff on TV shows. Does a lot of uh, work on TV shows at this point. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Just, like what was that last movie I saw of him was like '89. Like uh, something about going to college or how I got into college. How I got into college, yeah, like that kind of thing. And yeah. that was like, eh, yeah, it was not so. Early. I hadn't heard. I really hadn't heard from him since. That was 30 yeah, yeah. years ago. So. Yeah, yeah. But he's doing. He's doing a lot of tons of television now. And whatever. That's great so, to know. He's still around. And some pretty big. In some pretty big shows. I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say Big Bang Theory was involved in or something like that. But he was involved in some pretty big shows. And doing stuff, but he was looking at this film, and I uh, got pretty close. We had some. We had uh, John Heater at one time. I talked to him. He was Napoleon. That's Dynamite. another guy disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to yeah. him? Yeah, he's out there, just not doing much. But he was. Like, he was looking at the film. We had a lot of. We had a lot of good names, and so I'm trying to resurrect it right now. So hopefully, this uh, they'll get back and get done. So I'm not really talking about the. Uh, but John yeah, Heater was hilarious. Napoleon Dynamite's legend. So yeah. I mean, he's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So say and so say anything was a, was I would give that a uh, long story short. That was a, uh, a phenomenal uh, way that was done. The whole thing with the, uh, of course, the iconic holding the boombox at the end. There, a really interesting story. It's a great, great book written about. Uh, you couldn't, you couldn't ignore me if you tried. If you ever see, if you, if you ever want to get your hands on a good book about '80s movies, it's called "You Couldn't Ignore Me If You Tried." You should be able to read that book. It's really good stuff, and pop culture stuff about stuff about these '80s movies. It's a good one. I'll say anything. Yeah. I'll, I'll check that out. I love. You know, we do a movie uh, podcast too called Cinema Nine, where we. And our focus every week is, does it hold up? We really break down a movie yeah, for like yeah. an hour. We get into it. We get into every part of it. And then we decide yeah. at the end whether it holds up. And there's yeah. three of us on the show because we're old friends. And yeah, If you do 80s you movies, I'll as a guest, guest thing on an 80s commentary. So because there's, there's probably not an 80s, 80s movie worth watching that I haven't seen about 50 times. Because when you work in the theater, that's all you do is watch movies. You yes. know, that's the best job ever. You see the movies over and over and over again, 100 times. So Yeah, and of course, having sticky shoes from all the soda and candy on the ground. And, and if it was only selling candy, that would be stopped there. That would be great. But there's you know plenty of things on the theater floors you want to know about back back in the time. So that's back in the day. 
Oh, come on, man. It's not like yeah. it's a peep show. Good Lord. Yeah. I first time I saw Better Off Dead uh, was on acid. That was quite an experience for me. I was a senior in high school. It was a very, very weird night, but a funny one, I will say. I don't recommend drug use, but, you know, it happens. I was a teenager. Seeing that movie for the first time on acid was a mind blow because it's already a weird movie as it is, and it yeah. freaked me out, but I, I laughed. Yeah. I, my yeah. friends were there to support me and get me through an intense moment for sure. Oh, here's a good one. Trading places are coming to America, says Zach Nelson. Not even not even close, first of all, Zach. It is what do you say? Place, trading places by what? far. Not even by close? Far, dude, by far in a way is trading places. I mean, that, that is, movie, It's not far and away, quotable, though. Come on. Quotable, quotable to this day. There, quotable? Cringe, coming to America is quotable. There's some cringeworthy stuff in, in, in coming to America. You know, it's, it's 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 look. There's a lot of great stuff in coming to America, but in terms of rewatchability, I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, you, you're talking about like um, Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, come on, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Eddie Murphy, just brilliant in that. I mean, that great movie. Cast, sure. So many great things in that, about that movie, and so many funny things. And, and uh, that that movie by far gets the edge. Sorry, Trading Places over over Coming to America, a must. I like both movies, but I mean, Coming to America, I mean, so classic. It's a timeless film, in my opinion. I'm shocked. I really thought you were going the other way. But they're really remaking, but I'm saying, they're not remaking Trading Places. They're remaking Coming to America. They're doing a sequel. They're doing a sequel. It's a, it's a sequel. You know, sequel to Trading Places, right? But they are doing a sequel to Trading no. So they can't, you can't improve on that art. So I was Okay, fine. Fine. Movie. Who the fuck is this asshole? Samuel Jackson in that movie. It's funny. It's funny. All right. I'll give you that one. I disagree strongly with you, even though I like trading places. But, uh, yeah. Well, People oh, what of my I, generation, they, they're going to take trading places. They're going to take trading places. Uh, Zach absolutely agreed with you, by the way, on your you comment. Go. He also says, trading places, top five comedy all time? Wow. It's, it's, it's up there. I, I, it could be, it's up there. It's up there. It's but, I mean, Carlos Marcano agrees, too? Come on. I look when, when, the, when the Godfather knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. I told you that, right? Hold on. I know. I know. I know what I know, and what I know is what I know. I mean, Go ahead. Right. Classes eight. Classes in session, Micah. That's it, How man. About this one. Godfather one or two. Godfather one or two. It's got to be Godfather one, man. I'm sorry. Godfather one is the original classic. I, I have a whole part. That's it. That's work of art, masterpiece. Not well. Godfather is not a masterpiece. Godfather one. So for sure. You know that that's for me. It. Right. You don't have a one. With, you don't have a two without a one. Yeah, and it's true. And yeah, exactly. it's as good as it is for a reason. I'm glad you said that because time goes on, and I'm sure you've seen that movie a hundred thousand times, but you still appreciate it for what it is. And I think that's cool because time can go by and degrade the value of movies that we really dig. Because oh, I've seen it so much, so much, so much. You start to appreciate something that you haven't seen as much only because you haven't seen it as much, and that is not the way to rate a movie properly. Correct, correct. But yeah, Godfather gets the edge right there. But Boys wait, together. okay. So you got to tell us, uh, tell us the Harry Krishna story about <laughs> Bill and Ted. That, 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 that. Those were all, those were all my questions. That's it. I passed the quiz. That were those. Were no, all there's right. more. There's more. But I want to hear that story. You want to see? see what I think you want to end with that story. You want to finish your finish your little whatever things you have to ask me those, and let's all end with that story. And we'll end that, okay. So that, let's do your that. producer. You're let's the producer. Go. I'm just the talent. Yes, yeah. I'll follow your lead. Sorry. Hooper, Hooper okay. drive. I've said this many times. Hooper's drive the boat. Hooper drives the boat, chief. Right. Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Sopranos with the wire. John Fish checking in. That's a no-brainer. I assume it's you're getting a no-brainer, man. Sopranos. It, it, it's come on the top number one TV show of all time. Probably one of the top TV shows of all time is the Sopranos. So it's the Sopranos for me. Not even close. It's, 
probably had the biggest effect on all of modern television, more than any show in the last 20 plus years, because the anti-hero, which is what Soprano is, Tony yeah. Soprano is an anti-hero. Became the anti-hero. They're rooting for the anti-heroes. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. and it, it blew up. That's what everything is, though. There's no Breaking Bad without Sopranos, most likely. You know, shit like that. So you want some more interesting man in the NFBC stories about the Sopranos and me? As well? I do. All right. Yes. See, the Sopranos was shot in the town I grew up in. So the guy who gave a chase, who produced the show, went to my high school many years ahead of me. And uh, so all those places that they name in the show, all those references, all those schools, streets, places, are real places. They're real, all places that I went to, hung out at Sopranos house, where they filmed the Sopranos, at the out exterior shots and whatever, was down the street uh, from where my parents live. So, and then, and that route, when, they, when they're doing the route, when they're traveling through Jersey, right? Yeah. That, that, that suburban route goes right past my house, where I used to live. So that's where they, that whole thing they shot right there is right in my neighborhood. So they used to have arrows up like when, they, when, they, when the trailers were shooting, you'd run into the Sopranos actors and actresses all the time. Like one time I came out of my office for my, my, for my, my company and Edie Falco was playing with her dog in the parking lot. So I hung out, I have pictures with Edie Falco hanging out with her dog in the parking lot of my office, you know, which is pretty cool. So you'd run into Sopranos actors and actresses all the time. So it's just pretty cool. So oh, dude, that is sweet. My, my sister did some gigs, you know, she has a band, my brother-in-law for, for him, for uh, James Gandolfini. So she hung out with him and, and my brother-in-law grew up with and hung out with uh, Paulie Walnuts. So Tony Sirico, where they, they and that, that's how he is in real life, by the way. That he ain't he really act. was like a, wasn't he something like he was an ex-con or something? Yeah, he, I know he was an ex-con, he, they, but they, they all hung out, the, you know, in the, in the neighborhood in Brooklyn where they, you know, they're all mob guys. They're all connected guys. You know, that's there. I don't know how much time he ever spent time in jail or whatever, but he was one of those. But that's, you know, living with his mom, being in Brooklyn. That was him. And he used to he used to bounce at a bar that my brother-in-law was, like, working at the bar. And he would be the guy at the door, you know, and whatever. And uh, he tells us there's a, there's a famous 23 story where this, this guy was, was mouthing off. So Trico just freaking pops him in the mouth, right? And throws him out, throws him out there through the glass, like through the glass, like you said, like, you know, like uh, the, the typical, what was it, um, you know, you know uh, Hollywood, Beverly Hills cop. He throws him through the glass window, you know? So he throws him out the freaking door, the whatever. And they go, oh my God, you got to get out of here, man. The cops are going to come. What are you doing? Because he's like, beat the crap of the guy, throws him through the glass window of the door. So he runs and he leaves, right? The cops come. They're like, the guy's laying out on the curb. They're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. No one's talking about nothing. He pulls around the corner in his Cadillac, leans out the window, and goes, "What's the matter? You hurt yourself?" He just drives away. <laughs> wow. he just he drives. But that that was him in real life. That was that's him. That was Tony Rico, man. So yeah. Yep. Damn. Oh, that's cool, man. See, this is a, why. This is why we have Mike the Mouth on. That's a great story. Story for, story for everything, man. I got a story for everything. So. You so. got a story about your bathroom? My bathroom. What about my bathroom? I don't know. You said you got a story about everything. My current bathroom or other bathrooms? So I don't have not, not, not the... <laughs> Let's we don't have to go there. It's fine. I was just I was just being a dick. I apologize. This is the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We're talking with Mike the Mouth at Godfather NFBC on Twitter if you want to hit him up and see what he's been up to. And don't forget, there's a promo code for the main event. Hundred dollars off, hundred dollar discount. MTM Enrico. E-N-R-I-C-O. Take advantage of it. Of my, hundred bucks of my mob money. There it is, right there. That's right. While That's supplies it. last. It's yeah. going fast. Fast, fast, fast. Uh, this is a there's a couple of standards that we always ask: uh, sliders or curveballs. Sliders, man. Sliders. You like Pitchers, it hard or I like, fast, I like, huh? I like, I like the sliders, man. Sliders more than the curveball, right? So, who was the most enjoyable pitcher you ever got to watch pitch? Oh, 
And that's an easy one for me as a Mets fan. Dwight Gooden, man. Dr. K all the way. Watching Dwight Gooden pitch, man. There was nothing like watching Dwight Gooden pitch, man. It's just a shame that his career had to get in, you know, because of drug use and whatever, man. That guy, true fire Hall of Fame, the way he was going. Watching them throw that fastball and that curve, he was just on days, he just was unhittable. And it was just, you just hear um, Bob Murphy call those games and Dwight Gooden pitch, man. It was a, it was a treat. It's like it's almost a little bit like DeGrom these days. You, you go down, you know, the game's over. And DeGrom steps on the mound. You know, and now that he's throwing 99 in spring training, it might truth be over if he's really throwing that velocity uh, the way he's going right now. But uh, but Dwight Gooden was the guy for me. Easy easy answer for that one, for sure. So. I'm sure it would not surprise you to know that that's not the first time someone said that on this show. He's come up with a couple of guys. I think uh, maybe it was Ariel Cohen who said that as well. Just people mm-hmm. loved Especially his curveball. People loved his curveball. I mean, well, the gas too, but yeah, you couldn't hit that curveball with that gas, man. You just couldn't. You just just forget it. Just couldn't do it. So, but, uh, what do you think? Uh, so, is it obvious now that Degrom was going to have the better legacy than Gooden? He'll he, he's closer to being a Hall of Fame pitcher than Gooden ever was. I mean, I, yeah, but he probably will be if he keeps up this current pace he's doing. He got two Cy Youngs. Right, but I'm saying third. today, best guess now. I mean, even at 32, he's already kind of blown his career kind of away. Yeah, I mean, yes. you have to go by track record, long-term track record. I mean, I mean, there was a couple of years there. Gooden was amazing, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think long-term you have to give it to DeGrom as a Mets fan. That's the way yeah. it goes. But, uh, oh, yeah. that's painful. Are You are a Mets fan. Die hard, 100% Mets fan. You know, used to have season tickets, Shea Stadium. Spent a lot of time at Shea Stadium as a kid, going there, driving there in cars that shouldn't have been driving into New York City with to get there. And, uh this is the days before Easy Pass and the days before navigation. So I uh, used to go there, and uh, you know, it's a miracle you found your way out to Long Island and got back alive. So, <laughs> wow, cool! Man, that's so, did you ever smoke a joint there at Chase I never Stadium? Never smoked a joint. I was never. Ironically, I was never a drug guy ever until when I, I never drug yeah. ever. I never. I, I was always so off my rocker the way I was. I felt like it would just like make me feel normal. So there was a, I have a famous story that I had a, a girl from the time who really became my uh, soon to be later ex-wife in life, but uh, that I met in college and she was the biggest, you know, drug, you know, drug, druggie in the world of college. And I remember walking into her room one time and they were all, there's a big bong there and the room was like one cloud of smoke. So it's like, you couldn't help but like, you know, get a contact high when you walk in there. And I remember going to my buddy in college and walking out of there. I said, do you feel like normal? This is not a good feeling. I feel like normal now. It's like, it, like, it almost like calmed me down. And I was like, I hate this feeling. You know, I, I was much more happy without the drugs in my system. So I really didn't touch any drugs. This is a time when like Coke was running rampant. That was a drug of choice. And we got it everywhere in college, man. And I just had, you know, and the guys were doing all around. Even, uh, and ironically, even the roids, man. I mean, I went through the roid era and avoided that whole bullet too. I saw a lot of guys die and not and wreck their lives terribly from that stuff. Bad news, bad news shit. Yeah. So I, and I was when I compete when I competed and did some con, in bodybuilding contests. They were all natural tested shows, you know that I did uh, back in the day. So um, you know, so I'm proud to say I didn't. Have, you know, those were all never had to take those drugs, which is why well, I, I joke about the roids all the time. People say that all the time, but no, this is all natural. <laughs> so, uh, so have you ever won any bodybuilding like? tournaments or whatever the hell you call them i don't even know how you describe these things your contest i mean i did uh, three bodybuilding competitions um I forget what year the first one it was the first year was i think 95 1995 i took uh, fourth as a light heavyweight and there i lost 27 pounds in 12 weeks for the first competition dieting down for the competition so that was a great great pictures to show i had some pictures around still summer for that and uh that was a great car and then I, I took a third later on and a first 
I think I got the first, a third, the first, the first, a third, and the fourth. I think I took, I took a first. They're all always light heavyweights. So light heavy. So they put you in weight classes like that. Weight classes, yes. It's one ninety eight. Usually it's one ninety eight and a quarter. You have to be under under one ninety eight and a quarter. Is the light heavyweight competition? So shredded to the bone. Shredded to the bone back in the day, man. For those competitions, man. You know, wishing for death because you couldn't eat because you couldn't eat any food and dying down. It was just crazy crap, man. It was, it was crazy crap. You know, the worst thing worst thing about it is like trying to get in front of several hundred people in a speedo, you know, and oil down and posing. You know, I was just gonna ask, you cool with that? That's just like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's what you do. Part, Here's my dick. That's my dick right there. Without the best thing about speaking about your dick, best part about this, not I want to speak about your dick, speak about mine. But yeah, um, you know, think about um, the first competition I ever did. You're backstage, right? And you're like, it's just as a high, it's at a, it was at a high technical high school and whatever. So it was, all, you know, it was, a, it was a national show, but it was like a local venue, you know. And they they bring all these teenage girls in, to rub you down with oil, the oil you up before you get on stage, right? So I mean, I don't I don't know if there was some kind of lottery system. These girls, these girls would light up to get these guys in there, and you just get them slathering oil all over your body. You're gonna walk on stage, and these these girls have been oiling me up for a few minutes behind stage. So that was what. So what kind of deal was that? You know, who, are, who are these people? What? Like, where are these? Oh, we'll help you. <laughs> They're rubbing oil all over you. you get these, that is walk on the stage in a speedo. So that was good. Yeah. That is bizarre, dude. Wow, that is. See, and the problem is you're still delirious and depleted at that point. You don't even think about it at that point because you want to just eat. You want to have food. You don't want to have sex. You want food. So you weren't even thinking about that back then. But that's it. That was that was behind the stage before you walked out there and everything else. But look, it was a nice. I still I still train five days a week, work out, heavy duty, and uh, you know it's part of my life now. I've been doing it for 35 x something years now. So, and uh, you know, it keeps, it keeps me so young and uh, and vibrant at this hour of the night. Oh, you look good for your age. I'll say that for sure, man. And I haven't seen you naked, but you know, I'm only looking at your face. This is not a live stream of nudity. It's just Mike the Mouth's face. For those of you that are listening, I asked for nudity, but you said no. You did. Yeah, I did say no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I know you're hoping for Mike the Mouth nude. Sorry, that's my bad. But Mike, even if you're not bodybuilding, you're probably still in like good shape compared to the rest of society because you take care of yourself. Compared to most fantasy baseball players, I am the the leader. What they look like, you know. I mean, so, uh, yeah. Hey, I can do forty push-ups. I'm hanging in there. I'm not totally dead. So, right. but totally it's the you know it's the food. It, even if you're working out and taking care of yourself, if you don't eat right, it's all pointless, right? Eighty percent of it's diet. Eighty percent of it's diet. Yes. So, People, uh, that is see. This is a guy who knows. He's been in the trenches of it. I'm glad to hear yeah. you say that out loud. Eighty percent of his diet is not what you do in the gym. It's what you do outside of the gym. And I and I still go there and I've changed my routine because I can't train like I used to anymore. You know, to the same you know, crazy stuff that I used to do in training, but. And I put some videos on uh, videos up on Twitter during COVID of me doing like you know leg presses, a thousand pound leg presses, and you know crazy a crap like that. Thousand pounds, you know, yeah, a so, thousand uh, pounds. I think I'm I think I'm under a thousand. I'd say I mean maybe eight fifty nine hundred I can do uh, uh, for reps, but um, but the leg course, press where you pushed it up with your legs. Yeah, it's well, it's hard because you know when you have longer legs. That was Arnold's problem. He had long arms, long legs. He could never. He, he was never as strong as like Franco Colombo or some of the other guys because they had shorter limbs, so long shorter range of motion, so they could push more weight. So the shorter guys, more the longer, you think it's hard. It's easy for them to push more weight. So you like so. Why is that? Because they don't have to less, go as far. Yeah, it's a shorter range of motion. You know, so that makes it. I never easier thought of that. Push weights and distance wise and stuff like that. And uh, so I was yeah. just going to ask you, uh, Ronnie Coleman or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger, no doubt about it. So um, Ronnie Coleman, even though he's like a celebrity actor, governor, blah blah blah. Was it was a body? He really player. was like one of the best of the best. Yeah, he was one of the best of the best. He was a, he was a freak of nature at the time. That he he's he's in a perfect example of the, of the, how the steroids that they had back in the day worked the way they did. 
because his, with his physique and steroids worked perfectly well. So I mean, they were all doing it back then, but he was one of the, the first true, I said, he, he set the standard. No one had ever seen a physique like his. You see pump, you go back and watch Pumping Iron and whatever, no one has seen hey, a Speaking physique. of joints, he smokes a joint in there. <laughs> yeah. He's always, he goes, it's good, I'm it's coming, good. I'm coming all the time, you know, always coming. It's a great, that's a great thing. It's like the pumping all the night. It's a great, great thing. And then, uh, and then Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno was really a freak of nature, but uh, that's a guy that was like 300 pounds on stage, ripped to shreds. So I The original Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. The original Hulk, you know, yeah. shredded, you know, I mean, just sick. I mean, massive size. And, you know, the guys like Ronnie Coleman, I know, the, and, um, and Dorian, Dorian Yates and people like that. The shadow, the guy, you know, the, those guys are just freaks of nature, but they're major. I mean, it's major, major drugs. Growth hormone, you're talking about, you just cannot look like that, and you're destroying your body doing that kind of stuff. Um, and so it's all out of vanity, really, because you really don't make a lot of money unless you get a big, unless you become an Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, whatever. You can be Ryan Coleman all you want. You're, you're, you know, it's not worth what you're doing to your body uh, for those. I can just tell you, anybody listening to that, you know, don't go, don't go down that route because it's not worth it. I can tell you that. So message, messaging. You know? And finally, before we get to the Harry Krishnas, for love or money? Dude, it's always for love, man. Come on. Sometimes, sometimes it's for the love of the money, but but it's for the it's it's love, man. That's what it's all about. The past, it's what it's all about. You know? I'm shocked. You know I am shocked. On, of man. all the people that I thought would say yeah. money, I mean, it would be I, you. What a deep philosophical, spiritual human being you're dealing with here, man. It's always about the love, bro. Come on, it's always about the love. You know, even when I, even when I shred people to death, it's all out of love, man. It's not out of it's all. You know, that's what I do it for. You know, it's all love of the game, love of the fun. You know, the camaraderie. That's what it's all. It's all about love, man. All you need is love. I heard that somewhere, someplace before, right? Somebody, yeah. Somebody so, said that. Somebody heard somebody. Some, some shitty before. band. Some guy. You know. Well, well you blew my mind, Mike. I must say, I'm impressed, and uh, I respect you just a little bit more now. Very cool. All right, so go on. Cut that part of the show out later on, but good. Hit us up. Give us the story. Close this segment out. Give it to us. You want to hear about the Hare Krishna abduction story? Yeah. Do we have any Hare Krishna? Do we have any sitar music in the background? Do we have any kind of like oh, Hare sure, Krishna? Sure, sure. We could definitely kind of like, uh, make you know, that a... Very Indian theme kind of sitar, you know, music being played in the background, doing that kind of stuff for this, for this show because this is the... You know, there's, yeah, there's always endless amounts of sitar. The best of sitar. Here we go. Let's try this one. All right. There you go. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's called Reprise. Anushka Shankar and Karsh Kale. Okay, well, let's, 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 let's bring it down a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to bring it down. Yeah. Okay. You know. But anyway, so, 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 here, so here, let, me just, let me just set the backdrop of this story about college. This is, this is a true story that happened to me when I was in college. So we, uh, we had this class called New Religious Movements in America. Okay. And I had this professor. I'll never forget this guy. He looked, he looked like Fred Flintstone. So if you, if you if you want to picture a professor looking like a like a cartoon character, the guy looked like Fred Flintstone, right? And I think he was an Israeli guy. He had a heavy, thick accent, and his whole thing was, you know, he, were, he was going to teach you about all these new religious movements in America. But at the time when I was in college, this is the time when I was kind of like wasn't too focused on my studies, so to speak. At the time, it was really about like how much shock you could bring and awe to the crazy stuff I was doing in college at the time. So. And I, for example, I, I, I purposely took all my classes at nighttime or you know, so we could be up all night and go around marauding around campus. Like we would, like for a while, my, my buddy and I would go around and take parking tickets off cars because, you know, when you parked on campus, if you didn't have a permit, you know, they, they would give you parking tickets. 
you know, campus security. So uh, we, we thought it would be a nice community service to just take the parking ticket so they wouldn't have to pay the parking ticket. So by the end of the year, we had amassed probably several hundred parking tickets from illegally parked cars that they never got. So these people would never get up in the morning and get these parking tickets because we had acquired the parking tickets. So you can imagine the mass hysteria at the end of the year when it came down to the people couldn't get like <laughs> diplomas because they had unpaid parking tickets in the hundreds of parking tickets that just mysteriously there was a big news story that came out in the school paper like what happened to the the parking tickets in the university so we used to collect the parking tickets every night you know and that's what we used to do just for just for fun just for a bunch of assholes man yeah we were we we did crazy shit like that back in the day and uh the the confronting of the uh, chief of police of uh, campus security one time that's another story for another episode but anyway, mm. so the kind of stuff we used to do. But we used to go to class, you know, and I go there, and you know, you know, we bring like platters of food and eat our food in the class or night class once a week, and we'd just probably just be eating our food in class. And I just picture me wearing Hawaiian shirts, classing Hawaiian shorts, long Bon Jovi hair down to here, business in the front, party in the back, just mm. just being like a total douche. And we were just sitting there. So the, and so basically, the guy says to us after class, me and my buddy Frank, he says, "Look, he says you two are fail, you you you're, you're, you're failing this class. So unless and essentially, if you don't get an A." on this final project of this class, you're failing this class, right? So like, shit, man, we are fucked. I can't, we got to get these three credits for this whole thing. It's because, so part of our, part of the project was you were supposed to do field work, right? You're supposed to get, go out and research these things, these, these different new religious movements, right? Well, earlier in the semester, the Hare Krishna of a local sect came to visit us. His name was Vishnu Gada. Okay. And this guy was whiter than white. He went to he went to uh, Purdue University. So he's just just you know like, shaved head, you know, intellectual dude. And he's a Hare Krishna. He's going in there. And he's with his wife over to one side. And what you learn about the Hare Krishnas is like you know the you know the you know the women. They, we we were asked we're peppering all these questions. Is it really true? The women don't have any rights. Oh no no. The women are they're they're treated whatever. And of course you could never speak because he's lecturing to the class about you know sorry because we had learned that they you know they don't be you can you can't have sex unless you're gonna have God conscious children. And there's all these weird. <laughs> You know, man did not land the moon. The moonwalk is a whole BS. Yeah, there's all these different things. You know, you know, you, you can't be up at nighttime. You don't be in the dark. Nothing godly happens in the in the in the nighttime. Although their day started at three o'clock in the morning, so go figure that out. When when is the sun ever out at three o'clock in the morning? Kind of a little disconnect there, right? So there are all these crazy things. So we said, wait, but we're going to look up this. We're going to this is what we're going to do. We're going to find out where these guys are located. And we're going to go there and spend a day with the Hare Krishnas. Now, so think about this. Two college students. So this is the day. There's no cell phones. There's no way of getting a hold of any. There's nothing. Okay. So we found these, the, the, the cult house, basically, that was in nearby the college. And we just decided in the middle, okay, well, and they knew where we were coming. We told them where we were going to go. Uh, there, I'm dropping my light here. So we told them we're going to go and we're going to be there. So we go. And we said to ourselves, we're never coming back, right? That's that's our feeling was we're never going to come back from this from this little excursion there. And we were already like exhausted because we hadn't slept at all. So there was no sleep. And we stayed up all night because we had to be there at three o'clock in the morning. And I was up all night as it was anyway. So that's what I would, we would stay up all night and uh, and do this. So um, we get there, we find the place, pull up, and we just built this dark, big, gigantic, it's a big, gigantic mansion where they're all hanging out, Right. So we go to the front door and we can see to the little glass panel. There's a little glass panel inside there. You can see them. Everybody was in there and they're all, everybody jumping around. You hear the music playing, blasting at three o'clock in the morning. And we're like, okay, they don't, they don't, nobody's coming out. They don't know we're here. So we're like banging on the door. And, and all of a sudden they got, oh, they just jolted up. They thought we were like raiding the house. So they let these, they let these two students in, right? So immediately we're, we're, we're forced to go sit on the hardwood floor. So we're, we're, they put us in a big room, you know, with it, with a yeah. guitar. I, I can't get this light to work. Anyway, so we're gonna have to go the night. We're going with the night light over here. So we, we, we have to go where the uh, 
we have to go with it the the, uh, the deities are they have these statues and they're bathing in statues and do all this crazy crap so this this three thousand year old indian man comes out of this back room Right. I mean, he must be older than a whole. And he sits down next to us. He gives us these prayer beads. Right. And he goes, you know, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. A hundred times over. So you, you made us sit there for like a couple hours. till so, so I, I literally started believing this crap after a while. The both of us were like, oh, my God, <laughs> my back's killing me. I'm in a harbor floor. It's like it's like a mental test. Right. To pick us down. Like it was like we're being mind controlled here at this point. And then, and then it's like, okay, you come with me. You come in. So we, then we get separated. So I said, this is all over. We're we're done. This is we're never whatever. So I get brought into one room, you know, and my, my and I'm I'm in the, I'm in the room where the Vishnu Gada is teaching vagrant Sanskrit. So basically, they take these people off the street, give them a meal, and then they're teaching them Sanskrit. So they're reading the scriptures, but they don't understand, right? Oh, you know, Mike, what's your commentary on this whole thing? What the, what the fuck you're saying, right? <laughs> reading the whole thing, so we're supposed to give commentary. So that was a joke, you know. And then they bring us around. I said, "Where?" And where? I said, "Where are all the women?" We there's the, that we saw the, no, nowhere to be found. They were all locked up in the attic, so there was no women to be found anywhere in this building, you know, whatsoever. And then, and, so, and then, and then, the, then we had to prepare food with them. So the, the, the long and short of the story is that we we said, "Oh, you have to stay." I'm like, "No, we're not staying." So we somehow got out, like in the daylight, you know, after after being there for several hours, you know. And, and but but the amazing thing was, and there was other things that happened to us during that period of time. We had to do a presentation of the class. So picture us getting in and going in front of the class, these two jokers. <laughs> And the, the students are like, they're like, you did what? They, they couldn't believe any of the shit that we were involved in because we were like, yeah, why? <laughs> immersed with the Hare Krishnas like for a whole freaking day and telling all the stuff that we did and everything. And we got an A. We both we both got an A in the class from <laughs> on, the, on the presentation because it, it blew away. Like everybody was doing research in the library, you know, and writing papers and shit like that. And we had a whole presentation of actually being in with the Hare Krishnas for that whole period of time. Right, and, you can't top that. Yeah, I can't stop that. And to me, like I said, it's a miracle to this day we ever came back because the stuff that was going on in that house, the whole thing is two students is like they were separating and you're in the basement, you're all over the place. I'm like we're never getting out of, we're never getting out of this place. They ended up pretty, pretty some pretty cool guys there. I said, You really believe half the shit some of these guys that are there that were in there, but it just it just it was just really interesting to they say uh, they did? You know? Yeah. But you know, and they, they was oh Hare Krishna means Jesus Christ. It's all about the teaching when Jesus was in like India and all this kind of crap. They go down this whole religious route. It's such like an 80s thing, man. Whatever happened to the Harry Krishnas? I never hear about him anymore. Seems like yeah. such a thing you would... I only saw him in movies. Like, they just got thrown in movies at airports. Airports, the right. You know, the classic scene in an airplane when they're, you know, the, the Harry Krishnas are attacking the airport, right? Uh, There's whatever. many movies where that happened. I don't know. It's dumb. Very. That's no, but weird. Yeah, but, yeah, but you want to hear a funny thing? The ironic thing is, is like when my, my buddy, my part, my my high school, my college buddy, later on, later, some year, many years later, was at an airport and our Christian was in the airport, and he started busting me. He goes, hey, do you know Vishnu Gada? He goes, he goes Vishnu? He knew who the guy was. Of course he did, yeah. <laughs> he probably, he probably like the holiest of holies, man. He probably was. Probably this major dude, right? So was a well, someone had to pay for that mansion and shit, too. Yeah, man. I think they may even still be there. It was just, it was just the, the most bizarre thing to do that in the middle of the night and go out there and like think you and you didn't even think about it like you would never send your kid right if you had a kid in this day and age right would you tell him to go out and do that kind of stuff and not any anybody you can't even go out on the street these days and you worry about it you're going to send your kid a teen, young teenage kid into the into the night to go hang out mm-hmm. you're not going to do that so but that's what we did and uh, that was the kind of stuff so you know you talk, you talk about covid that, that's the least of my worries if i live this long and survive all this crap kobe ain't gonna kill me so i gotta so i'm just gonna go and just go out and, and draft man <laughs> I'm gonna you think it. you made it this far hey you never know though mike yeah. every day's a gift cherish it yeah yeah every day's a gift that's why they call it the present right hey well right. done that's what i'm saying but uh, wait a minute oh i was a little late on this yeah
There you go. Um, does it have something like, to do with Bill and Ted, though? Did I miss? Wasn't that? Yeah, well, Bill? Bill and Ted, the famous thing, they had to go in and do this this history report, you know, and they took uh, it all the history. Oh, I didn't even see the connection. Look at me. I'm yeah, an idiot. They through all the history, and they actually lived through and did all these kind of things with the historical figures, just like we went in there, right? So you understand? Wow. Right. Now I see. Now I see it. Okay. Yeah, now cool. you see the whole thing. That's, it that's, better, a little, that's the next level, Mike. That's impressive. It be, and it better be spectacular because if you don't, you're going to feel this crap. That, 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 literally, <laughs> this is what this guy's saying. We weren't thinking we were living, you know, Bill and Ted, but that's kind of what it was like. And then yeah. you know, we may even been the last people to present because they, they thought they would, because the class hated us. Because we Who just, did, we did every FU thing you could possibly do in the class that was disrespectful, possibly with how we acted, we were eating in class, and whatever. And they were all wanted to see us fail. Okay, so the fact that we passed that class was a miracle at that point. As a former teacher, I'm very disappointed in yeah, your you shenanigans. I you're dis disappointed. Mm -hmm. I did a rally. Oh, yeah. in I did a rally in college and got serious and graduated with a decent grade point average by the time I got out of there. So that was good. Sure. Hey, well done, sir. Congratulations. Mike the Mouth has survived Enrico's Inquisition. Wow, interesting stuff. There's so many stories you have. You could probably do your own podcast every week, every day, and tell many, 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 many stories about your life. Have you ever thought yeah. about that? I actually did, and I had a podcast when podcasting was just started backing way, 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 way back when it first started coming out. And my old buddy from college was one of the first original podcasters in the world. Matter of fact, the London Times did a story on him when podcasting first started. He was one of the original 40 podcasters in the world, and he's still podcast to this day, doing a little eccentric kind of podcast that he does. And I make some guest appearances. We did a we did a we did a resurrection of our podcast from college from back in the day. So well, one of you, you know, you said you used to pal around V uh, MTV. One of the original MTV VJs was one of the original podcasters too. I can't remember. Like he's argued, he's been on uh, Joe Rogan a few times, and he said he's the actual Podfather, but I can't remember what his name was. I, it was it, I don't know. Was it? Uh, you know, there was like. Uh, What's his name? JJ something or other. I want to say it's Adam something. Adam something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Mike the Mouth. Tell me about the Midnight Draft. The Midnight Madness Draft is a uh, Friday evening draft that I have at the party every year um, in Vegas where we all hang out, drink, have a good time. And by the time we're all half in the bag, around midnight, we all assemble at a draft table and do a 12-teamer. Nice. Which is a standalone league. And it's, uh, I think we all agree, it's like, I think it's 8,000 or 7,000 for first place and 1,000 for second place. We just pay the top two spots and we just, you know, go at it. And I think it's a 750, $750 entry fee, I think we did. And uh, and we just have a good time and draft it late at the party and we put up a screen. And, you know, like I said, everybody's pretty much half in the bag and from the night and we have a great time doing it and we just do it at the party. So whoever's, whoever brave soul. You know, and uh, I actually had pushed Greg and Tom to start the, the main events later the next day. It's like, why the hell are you starting these things at the crack of dawn the next day on a Saturday? We're in Vegas. Okay. What is What are you thinking? I say it makes yes. no sense. Because it, it, the reason being is because back in the old days, the reason why they staggered the drafts out is because or did them at the same time. East, they didn't want anybody knowing each other's picks. Like, you know, so that was the thing is they had to start them at the same time. Right, because oh. get out about the picks, and this guy's picking that one. So the high rollers, we get concerned. Like, well, if we're drafting before them, three hours before them, they're going to find out. That's why the early thing. Now it doesn't matter because it's all over <laughs> social media instantaneously and whatever. So who the hell gives a shit, right? At this point. So basically, we just now they pushed all. Thankfully, Greg and Tom uh, pushed back the starting the morning starts an hour later. So you're not drafting in the you know the ask butt crack of dawn next morning after doing all the uh, these different things. So. What did you do to your what did you do to your 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 audio or your your video feed? <laughs> what what is that effect you got on there, Enrique? So 
but I don't know uh, who Adam Carolla is. I mean, Zach, for you, um, you know, but he came later. He wasn't that one of the original um, uh, podcasters. Uh, I mean, one of the original VJs. But um, so, uh, so Adam came after the fact. But it's possible that uh, Adam Carolla was that something to do with it. But uh, yeah, so sorry but, about that. Yeah, that was just like a brief freak out from my computer. Yeah. Apologies. I, I carried the show for you while you were gone for a little bit. For yeah, for I was not. By the way, I was not thinking of Adam Carolla. It's a different Adam. Um, but I. Yeah, Adam Carolla is obviously huge. You know, he, he right, made right. his career with the Love Line back in the 90s. I remember that, man. Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew before Dr. Drew was the celebrity rehab guy. Love right, Line right. was a radio show when I was a teenager. I loved that show. I used to listen to it every night. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. So uh, Okay, cool. So in 2022, Fish says he's in. So he'll be there. Cool. Yeah, he has to petition to get in the draft. See, if you're not in the, you're not the see if he's going to have to give right of first refusal to the people that are in this year, too, that actually braved the... Uh, the ones I already got people asking me about the midnight madness. I got to get it up on the board so people know. Oh, yes, midnight madness, midnight madness. Let's get crazy. He did so, the man show with Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, that's right, Anthony. Thank you, of course. Yes, yeah, that was. Uh, I'm, I'm just not having you. I'm not having you dodge the fact that you need to get into a main event this year because everybody's giving you 100 bucks off. So by the time the show's over, you're going to be down to like a thousand dollar entry fee. You, you got to get out there. Right? You know, you're young enough. You can get out there. I am not afraid of anyone or any person. I accept all challenges, but it's just a matter of cash. You know, we can't all be independently wealthy like you, Mike. So. With, all, with all your vast media empire or the money you're raking in, come on, man. You, you can't tell me you can't afford to make a little airfare out of the way things are right now. Come on. You are hilarious. You're very funny. Yes. People in fantasy baseball podcasting are making big bucks. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's, why, not they that's not why they do it. I, I thought that's why everybody did a podcast yeah. in fantasy baseball. <laughs> it's so Mike the Mouth could live stream the Midnight Madness draft. Oh, that'd be cool. That's a fun idea. I think, I think I'm getting oversaturated in, in, in fantasy baseball circles at this point. You know, I think I should probably exit while I'm on top. You know, at this point, then yeah, this is like your big 10 day tour and then you're about, you disappear, right? Then I, see you the then I get ready my do my final draft prep and uh, get ready for the big events. So yeah, I will getting my uh, draft sheets together and uh, getting ready for that. So I'm, I'm in one DC now is taking an eternity because I made the mistake of jumping into a, a standard 150 two hour draft with some people I do not know. And uh, uh, they've been testing my patience to the nth degree. Yeah. Classic mistake. Classic mistake. Classic mistake. Yes. Hey, well, don't worry about it. This is the hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rotofanatic Podcast Network, by the way. Go to rotofanatic.com and check out our data monster. It's got data, tools, and information to help you win your league in 2021. You can also check out Matt Williams' wonderful and very detailed player breakdowns. They're all available and indexed on rotofanatic.com. Mike, have you ever been to rotofanatic.com? No, I have not. I have well, not. You need to change that. Just type it into your browser. R-O-T-O-F-A-N-A-T-I-C dot com. Boom. What, 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 if I do that, what do I get out of this deal if I do if I go do that? If I type that in uh, you will get knowledge and you will raise up a website that is very, very underrated. That's what you right. will do. So. All right. Send me, send me, send me the, send me some info for that later and I'll, I'll definitely get on there and okay. I'll start promoting that next. Put my plan. <laughs> Fish says, by the let's get a DC going this weekend. Man, Fish, you are out of control, man. You're draft psycho. Okay, talk so to, talk to fish in a few years when his when his daughters become teenagers, and we'll see how much he's drafting back in the day. His, all he's gonna do is all he's gonna be doing is cleaning his guns. That's what he's gonna be caring about back in the day. Oh, he's a gun guy. Yeah, no, he's gonna get guns. I told him. I said, asked him if he had a gun. He said, no. So you better get some. He's got <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's great. Um, so, boy, we have talked about so much, and it's already running way too long. I'm so sorry. I, I had so many of the things we wanted to do. So we're gonna have to we're gonna trim this down a bit. We're gonna cut some right. things out. I want to go 
I want to do some shine around the pine where I give you some projections and you tell me if you're going to take it or no. It's a fun segment. It's real simple. I'll give you Trout's going to hit 40 home runs. You say shine or ride the pine. It's very easy. You think you can handle that? Uh, I think I can try to. I think I, my knowledge of players is enough that I could probably pick and decide what, what, I, what my decision on that would be. Right. Yes. And it doesn't, awesome. mean, it doesn't mean I'm not going to draft these people. It just means that I, you know, uh, it just depends on where they are. That's all. So. Oh, no, no. Yeah, this is no. This is easy, man. It's just like stats. Do you agree with the stat or not? And these okay. today are projections that are provided by rotofanatic.com's very own Carm Mayorano. Follow Carm on Twitter at Carm's Clubhouse. He's a really good follow. What happened very, to your very, partner tonight? What happened to your partner? There's supposed to be some other guy here tonight that you told me that might be on the show. Is he, my dear he, friend. Is he like yes. the um, the um, Kari Krishna woman? Is he locked up in the... Uh, no, in the, no, 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 no. In the attic no. somewhere? No, all right. No, he's got to work a twelve-hour shift tomorrow at seven a.m. And this he's is not, he's not in the he's not in the pit in the basement with your with the basket of lotion that you lower down to every night. That's not no. His he has right. a wife and he lives in his own house that he right. has with a mortgage. He's a real person. He's actually we have the same birthday. We've known each other for fifteen plus years. Yeah, Chris Deary, follow him on Twitter. He's not here tonight with us because he has to work very early tomorrow. And I told him, sorry, the guests dictate the schedule. I know mm-hmm. it's later. This is later. You know, not everybody mm-hmm. can stay up late. So there's got no it. Deary tonight. Got it. He's a good man, though. I think I follow it on Twitter for you because he followed me, so I followed him back. Yay! There you go, Deary. I think, this, I think this, this podcast is going to vault me into the thousands of followers after this comes out, correct? Whoa! Okay, right. well, well, here we go. We're going to play Shine or Ride the Pine. It's real simple. If you agree with it, you're going to shine it. If you don't, you're going to ride the pine. There's no pushes. It's either yes or no. You got it. These projections are given, of course, by Carm Mayorano at Carm's Clubhouse on Twitter. Please follow him. Carm is a great guy. Works really hard on his craft. First thing, here we go. Araldus Chapman, 35 or more saves. Shine or ride the pine? Uh, I'll go with ride the pine on that one. You know, I think that I don't, I don't think he's ever got 40 saves. So I don't see as he gets older right now. I mean, and there's bound to be some kind of thing pop up and then whatever there. I, I just don't see the guy. I mean, this could be the year, but I, if I had a pick gun to my head, I, I, I don't think 35 saves. He might get there, I, but if I, I, he's ran the fringe, good number, but I'm going to say not, I'll say ride the price. Doesn't mean he's not a top guy, got the no. job, whatever, but I just think that for him, the hardest he throws at his age, he's showing that he can't, he can't get to that number. I'm going to go with ride the pine on that one. Yeah, his career high is 38, Mike. You're right. He's never had a 40 save season. Of course he's hit 38 I'm right. twice. And of course you're right. You're you Mike. Have to you're never you have wrong. You don't have to say, oh, my, oh, you're right. What a surprise. You said it was a shock. But that was right. Mike, I want to verify that you are right. That's better. Because you're usually wrong. That's why. <laughs> not everyone can handle Mike the Mouth. Understandable, by the way, Fish says. Oh, that's true. You know, Mike the Mouth is not for everybody. But that's why he is who he is. Because he's not going to back down and he's going to stay true to himself. And I respect people, whether you like them or not that are real and they keep it, you know, straight up, no bullshit. So I respect you, Mike. I'm glad you came on the show tonight. Yeah, Mike. I'm having, I'm having a great time, Mike. Hey, all right. You got five, uh, you got five more minutes. No, go, go ahead. Okay. You can leave anytime you want. You don't have to stay here. There are no rules, no regulations, freedom. I believe in free will. I do very much so. All right, let's try this guy. We're doing pictures right now. So here's somebody who, boy, I just don't know what to make of him. He's kind of a mystery at times. It's a confusing year with 2020. Like we said, we threw that out. But Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox, he's got talent. But he's kind of maybe in that Giolito mold. So here and now, 4.56 ERA or lower. Shine or ride the pine? 4.56. 
four, five, six ERA is pretty high. So I'm gonna have to say shine by not much because I don't. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't do better than four or five points after last year. I mean, you shouldn't. You got a lot of more work to do. So I got. I got to. It could be. It could be four point five five. You know, in a one six whip. That's right. Yeah. But so I, I just. I mean, let me just go with that. But uh, and that's I'm all not, you need. He's believer. Anyway, but yeah. I mean, yeah. He got that. Got some of that there. But I think he's got. He's not, he's not a finished product. There's a lot of work to be done there. I don't see this as a year. But all of a sudden, it all comes together. And he, but he, I, he's got to be better than last year. I would imagine. He's so you don't see like a Giolito jump happening for him. I, I don't was, was he even the same kind of level of prospect as a Giolito. I, I don't even know. That I could mean, be debate. That could be debated. So, I guess he might not be the uber pitching prospect, but he is well thought of. So maybe that's a bit of a leap, and maybe I'm making that connection just because they're both White Sox starters. So right, right. that is not fair. It's not. It's in a vacuum. It's bullshit. You're right. But you know, this is a show about sports and fantasy baseball. So some of it's always going to be bullshit. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about this one? Marco Gonzalez of the Mariners. A lot of talk about the six-man rotation. Carmerano currently has Marco Gonzalez pegged for 32 starts. Shine or ride the pine? I'm going to go pine on that one, too. Uh, I am not a Mar- Marco Gonzalez truther. I mean, I, with him, I, he, <laughs> he's doing it He's doing it somehow, but I, I don't care. And I know he's an industry darling, but I am not a Marco Gonzalez truther. I'm going to go pine on that one, especially with that rotation and you know, a lot of other factors. So I, I said before, uh, I, will, I will go under 32 starts. So, Zach Wheeler of the Philadelphia Phillies, 13 or more wins. Shine around the pine. And I, and I really have a problem with you know, Wheeler with the way that then with the Mets and everything else. But 13, he never does. He never lives up to the hype, man. He never does. Yeah, I know. 13 is a good number. Um, the Phillies, I'm going to say with this kind of season, the way it is and injuries, and whatever, I'm gonna go pine on that one. Thirteen. I think I do twelve, eleven, maybe. I say I would say I would give him ten wins. That's what I'm gonna say. With, okay. uh, with Wheeler. I like that. I think that's the right call. I would also ride the pine on that one as well. Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. Get nasty slider. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Could we expect an eleven point eight or better K per nine? Eleven point eight K per nine. What was it last year? Uh boy, that's a great question. Brian? I should have that. I do have that in front of me. Stand I know it was pretty, I know it was pretty crazy. It was crazy. Definitely double digits. And last year, he had a keeper nine of 13.2. Yeah, I'm going to go definitely um, um, shine on that one. I mean, if you know, if it's that high, I mean, I was going to drop off the table all of a sudden. I mean, you know, I, I just think that guy is going to get, he should get better. And I, I just don't, I, I would go shine on that one for sure. For sure. Ooh, shining on the Burnsy. Last year, he was he was the darling last year, and he kind of delivered, but I don't know about this year. He won me some league last year late, so for yep, sure. Def- he won me one, no doubt about that. I was a happy man thanks to that trade I made. Yeah, it's a home league, though. That's the only reason there was trades. Just like you said earlier, Mike, home leagues, trades are cool. That's where it happens. Brad Keller of the Kansas City Royals, starting pitcher. A lot of buzz about him taking a bit of a step in 2021. Can we expect a 1.35 or lower whip? And what was he, 1.4, something like last year? What was his whip was last year? Yeah, I think last year is a 1.41. I have to double check. 
but it's not he's definitely someone who's had a lot of problems but people are seeing moments of hope and excitement yeah, well, with he's, him, so. he's a big scene shifted weight guy that i hear that's the big the new buzzword Buzzword, you got a buzzword buzzer for that? Triple word score for that one. <laughs> <laughs> the same shift in a wig, dude. Yeah, but, we definitely uh, need a sheep. Yeah. yeah, I wish I had one. I'll just have to ring the siren. There you go. <laughs> uh, last year, yeah, he had a whip of one. What? Oh, my brain dead? I don't know. Is this right? 1.02? Is, oh. is that what it was? That's what I'm reading here on fan graphs. Wow. So. I don't, I don't uh, know if he's smoking beer. I, I don't. I don't see. You know, what, what are you saying? He said this year. Were they saying he's got he a career? He's got a career whip of one point two eight, and we're going with one point three five. I mean, look, he could surprise and be around that area. I mean, that's still a big jump from where he was last year. I mean, it's a tough call up here. If I if I, if I had to be a betting person and whatever, I'd say maybe with the new with the baseball, you know, possibly indebted. I mean, we don't know what's, what it's going to do to pitching. Either you know, I mean, yes, you, that's you, one of the big mysteries of the whole offseason. It's, it's, it's ironic that that we're talking about what the ball is going to do to hitters, but don't the pitchers have to throw, throw the same ball? So if the ball is different, <laughs> you know, I, I just I, that that could affect pitchers too, right? So yes. uh, yeah. I just I, you know, whether it's the weight, the feel, I don't know. So maybe for him because the funky stuff he does with it, maybe I would say uh, I would give him shine because that's a that's a high jump from where he is before I give him shine. There you go. And by, yeah, Fish says Brad Keller was amazing last year. And yeah. you're right. A 102 whip is outstanding. I, I right. was shocked by seeing that number. I thought it was higher than that. So, right. yeah, what right. the hell do I know? I'm just host of a fantasy baseball podcast. Well, how, how, how old is Brad Keller? Oh, Brad is still in his uh, late 20s, I would say. Brad is. Oh, he's 25. Wow. Yeah, he's younger so than I thought he was. Yeah, so he could. He's all right. If I had a bet, if I was, I'd be a betting man, I would just go with, let's go shine for that one. There it is. Shining the Brad Keller with. That's always a good time. I love that. Madison Bumgarner, you know who he is. Man, don't know where he's at. Is the party over? How about this? A 1.28 whip in 2021. 1.28 from old Mad Bum. You have a train wreck sound effect? Because that's... <laughs> 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 you, need train, you need a train wreck going up the rails with that one, man. So yeah. uh, you got some good ideas. I got to write these down. He still got the he still got the name, man. Well, look, I told you I did podcasting with soundboards. Okay, back in the day. So, right. um, that's but, true. You um, did say that. But yeah, I, uh, that's. I mean, you know, this is what happens. Young youngsters out there pitching, stay off the dirt bikes. Uh, you're never the same once you crash and burn, like you did in that one. And I just think he's made his money. He's out his. He's out his rant. There you yeah. go. That's the best I got. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I just think that the, the days of. Uh, you know, Mad Bum are behind him. His best days are behind him. So, I'm not betting on him. Riding the pine, then. All right, that's fine. That's so, you're I did, right. You know, I did get him in the 36th round of an, of an early DC. So, you know, that's he does turn out to be okay. That's not a bad pick in the 36th round. <laughs> so you took a flyer on him in a DC, which is yeah, yeah 50 oh. round drafting hole. That's yeah. I've done that too because it's low risk at that point. What are you really risking there? It doesn't no. work out. All right. Yeah. Right. Sure. One roster spot down the tubes. Okay, Mad Bum. I cannot wait to see what he does because I don't think he's quite finished, but we will find out soon enough, won't we? All right, one more pitcher, and then we'll switch over. Patrick Corbin of the Washington Nationals. <sighs> he signed a big contract. He won a World Series in 2019 with the Nats. Now where are we? 3.81 ERA or lower. Yeah, I, I guess it, I, what has he done with two pitches? I, I don't know. I am not... A Corbin dude, either in seeing a rebound. I think his best years are 
he can't get that one pitch back with the slider, you know. Um, that was I, the one that got him the big contract. Yeah, you know, so he I, upped I, his I, usage on it. You know, and I just don't think that uh, I, I have to say nay on on him, uh, pine on him with Corbin. I think that uh, he got his money. He's got his World Series ring too. I, I don't know, man. And that I, I don't see that coming back at this point. So with him, so that's just me. Ryan Pine, his career ERA, by the way, is 3.84. So that's roughly around his career average. Right. Uh, and that's just a matter of preference at that point. Yeah. All right. Let's switch over to some hitters, some big time boppers, some guys who can crush the ball when they put the bat to that ball. Justin Upton of the, used to be California Angels. Matt, you're old enough. You remember the California Angels, don't you? Yes, I do. Frank Tanana. Yeah, that's my Tigers guy. Before he was a Tiger, he was a flamethrower on the Angels in the 70s. It's crazy. Yep, him and, him and Nolan Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, see, this guy knows his history. Yeah, it's important I, I, to know where we come from, folks. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I know I know people don't think I know baseball, but I know baseball. Okay, so. People, what, people don't think you know baseball? Yeah. That's the only thing I know I mean, about you is, is baseball. They think this is all entertainment until they get their ass kicked by me. That, that's, the, that's the funny thing. Pow! Pow! Nice call out. So. Justin Upton of the currently Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. You can, you can stop right there. Down. It's called Pine, whatever you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask at a 238 batting average. Okay, ride the Pine. Cool. That's, that's not even that great. That's the, that's the level that we've set for. That, that's the bar at this point for Justin Upton, man. Oh. That's where it's gone, dude. It's sad days. That is sad days, man. If you can't do 238. I used mean, to be a borderline MVP candidate once upon a yeah, time, man. but the party's over. Streakiest guy in the world, man. I, I just, I'm just, I think that, that that train has left the station, man. So, put a fork in that one. Get a fork. Put a fork in that one. You know, get a skip. You get a, one of your little skillets going with a fork stuck at it, and get a little sound up like this. That's it. Who get the chicken? Let it yeah. roast. <laughs> Cattell Marte of the Arizona Diamondbacks, two ninety four or better batting average. Shine or ride the pine. I'm gonna go shine on that one. Um, with the with his uh, with that with him, so I think that's that's one of his more I think more stable um, um, statistics there. I think the batting average could uh, you know people could question his speed and some of the power night, but I think the batting average in that ballpark, you know, there's the, the humidor now and whatever, but I think the 294 is doable. So and I think that he, and I think that I would go I would have to, if I was going to bet on something, I would say shine on him. He had a great year in 2019 when he hit 329. Definitely a career he was high having for him. A, He was having a great year in 2020 in the beginning until all of a sudden, beginning of the injuries that he wasn't telling me about too, and the wrist and arm, whatever it was he was having there. So he was he was hitting it hard too and doing well. His batting average was in the 330s for a while there. So when I had him in the beginning of my drafts, it likely didn't hurt me in my ultimate draft. But, um, but still, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that uh, healthy Kettle Marte completely able to do 294. 27 years old. In 2019, he had a 150 weighted runs created plus. That's crazy to me. I, I mean, I'm not the super analytic master, but a 150 is a really good elite number. So yeah. if he can be that guy, then yeah, I would take, I would shine all of his offensive stats. In doesn't, even, doesn't even be that high even. He can still be uh, a great guy. Yeah. Great yeah. Number, right? No, he, so. yeah, he's our, yeah. It's just a matter of, yeah, I, I kind of like that his draft stock has gone down a little bit from last year. It's actually more reasonable where he's yeah, and that, and that second base wasteland of a pool, of, you know. Too, I mean, that's not a bad. <laughs> see, I don't see it yeah. that way. I, yeah, I really so. don't. I don't. I think there's a lot no, of good know, value later in the draft. I know. I know. Here's the famous word value. The value as compared to what? 
right at this point you know so for where people are allowing a player to fall in their return on investment man. so the so return you, on investment you, on a guy like ty france ty france of the mariners yeah you, but you, you, think, you, you think fishing in the you know the jay cronenworth pool and the David no i don't no 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 i don't want to do cronenworth pool, no you know, no cronenworth here no cronenworth all right all right. Sung Kim pool. Everybody's a hot Sung Kim pool. Nope, I don't want them either. No. Jerickson Profile. Everybody, everybody, all these players. I don't want him either. No, okay. All, all right. those players you've mentioned, I don't right. want. You're right. So far, I'm agreeing with you. But mm-hmm. I think like Ty France, Scott Kingery. Dude, Ty France is going after all those guys I mentioned. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's even better return on investment. Does I think Ty France is going to have a great year this year. Look, He's got a great close- bat. It's going to get unleashed in Seattle. I think you take a closer look at his, 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 his analytics. They're not as strong as you think they are, but... But again, I like I like I'd like to see Ty France. I mean, he had an amazing minor league career, minor league some minor league numbers. Stupid, right? yeah, some stupid, stupid numbers. numbers. But you know, but uh, but he got know. jerked around in San Diego. Never got a chance to really play full time. If he gets a full season, then this is what be the proof will be in the pudding. If he gets a full run this year and he shits the bed, then I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm totally but wrong. Not, but he, and again, he's not in the best ballpark in the world either, too, in Seattle, but. So, yeah, but for uh, I'm talking batting average. He can, you can hit for average in that park. That's I'm yeah. not saying home runs. I'm not. Get, I'm not saying he's going to hit 25 bombs. Okay, but you can get one category at a lot of guys, right? One or two categories at a lot of guys. But you know, if you're if you're drafting him as your starting second baseman, that's not where you want. That's not the pool you want to be fishing in, man. So maybe he's a middle infield guy. It's one thing, but not as a starting second baseman. So that's what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about Cal Marte. I'm saying a guy you draft as your starting second baseman. You do not want to be drafting Ty France as your starting second baseman. I'm just telling you that you can if you have to, but I, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go down there. I wouldn't have, I would not feel good coming out of a draft. He's my starting second baseman, maybe middle infield, give him a shot of utility, maybe. I don't know, but I, I really wouldn't want him there. So, uh, I see you're your point. You're gonna learn, Grasshopper. So, oh, pfft. come on, I've been playing for 20 years. Don't give me that. shit. I've been around, <laughs> I know what's up. I'm not some brain home, dead doofus. I know, those home, I know those home leagues, you know, I know those are, <laughs> yeah, the real hey. ground. I've started at the bottom. Now I'm I'm going into the and big leagues. Last now, year, and now you're diving into the main event this year. You yeah. get off the show. You're gonna put the promo code in. You're gonna sign up for the league. You're gonna find a way to get the money collected from all the different guys. They're gonna give you a, start a GoFundMe page for Enrico Palazzo GoFundMe page for his his main event entry <laughs> when he's gonna come in live in Vegas to be there this year. And that's what you gotta do. Oh yeah. man, shit, that sounds great. I love everything you're saying. Wear several yeah. masks. Do what you gotta do, man. Come on. <laughs> that's right. Triple bag it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> AJ Pollock had kind of a decent season last year, and people were like, "Oh, it's AJ Pollock. He's still alive. He's still around." Could we expect AJ Pollock to steal five or more bases this year? I would go no on that one. I just don't think they're gonna dodge. You're gonna have him. There's no reason for had to have him run whatsoever and he might fall into one or two by a, the back end of a double steal maybe i i just don't see him they're, they're they're asking for him to steal those days are behind him man i mean he he's a he's like made a glass when it comes to that kind of so i don't i i don't think they if they want to keep on the field i don't think they want to have him run so i would say does it blow oh. your mind oh i'm sorry you said yeah. ride the pine ride the pine on that way. would it blow your mind that he had 39 steals in 2015 39 Man, he had a lot of money for that season. Yeah, shades, oh, shades of Jacoby Ellsbury. Uh, <laughs> was, uh, you know, but uh, you know, you got to bring up the Ellsbury contract. Come always on, always good to have a career year. Yeah, couldn't happen to a nicer team that paid that money to him. Um, but uh, because you know, I loathe the Yankees. Loathe as a true Mets fan, you yes. loathe the Yankees. You know, so nice. Yeah. 
I like that you hate the Yankees. That makes me feel good. And I love the Mets. I do. The Mets are like my, they're one of my favorite non, I'm Detroit. They're like my National League team. One of the biggest failings of the original RBI arcade game is they did not have the old time Detroit Tigers in that team. I, so I've said it many times. I'm very upset they didn't put the Detroit Tigers on that, on that, on that, on that arcade game. And they don't have the Detroit Tigers. They don't have the Cleveland Indians. But a lot of games, they don't, a lot of great teams that did not make the cut to be on the RBI game. What a crock of shit that is. Bogus. Yeah. Giovanni Gio Urshela. Speaking of Yankees, I figured might as well. Can we expect Gio to give us 22 or more home runs this year? How, uh, uh, 22 or more. I'm not a Gio. I'm, not, I'm never usually on Gio Urshela. Um, I know he's in a great ballpark. Um, he's going to play every day. Hit 21 in 2019 and mostly. Yeah, but he's, dude. he's also coming off injury, right? Right. Yeah. Well, last year was not a you know as great a year for him. He still hit 300 in limited action. He had 174 plate appearances. Yeah. And how many homers did he hit? Six in last year's bogus bozo season, which right. everybody knows was he's a short sample it. size, of he's course. Yeah. Times, right? But you know, 21 home runs in 132 games in 2019. So it shows that he could do that. Yeah, I mean, he could do it. I mean, he just I'm not a fan. I'm not interested. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I mean, if I had to pick one, uh, I will go just because I hate the Yankees. Pine for that one. Yay! <laughs> that hey, when all else fails, I, just I just hate the Yankees. I think he'll be struck down by some horrible injury. That's what I'm, I'm putting a pox upon Gio Urshela. He'll be struck down by some terrible injury and unable to hit his 21 home runs. <laughs> Justin Turner of the LA Dodgers. He's back for two more years. Another ex Met. Great. Remind me. Yeah. Redbeard. Another, another another guy that left the Mets and had a had a you know Hall of Fame career after he left the Mets because the Mets couldn't see the quality there in the player. Go ahead. Yeah, Mets is as Mets does. Can we expect an OBP? An OBP of 397 or better? Ooh, that's hot. That is hot. A 36-year-old but now yeah. on that team with like Edwin Rios sitting out there right now playing more. I, I don't think they brought him back to get that. I don't think he's going to hit that number. I would say pine. No way. Yeah, I think you got to pine that. That's just too yeah. hot. Too hot yeah. for TV, Carm, on that yeah. projection. Right, I don't Carm. know. I don't know where that one came from. Uh, Starling that, Marte. That is my father's name, Carm, as well, too. So, I mean, you know. Is it really? Another interesting fun fact. Is it Carmine? Is that the full version? Carmine? Actually, his name is Carmen, believe it or not. So, oh, like, right. So, Carmine. Everybody calls him Carmine, but he, he he's hated his name, unfortunately, his entire life because... You know, like, why do you name Carmen? Carmen's like a, ma- a female name in Spanish. So people used to, he always would get pissed off. They used to call him Carmine. He'd be the Italian, but it was, was Carmen, you know, which is also an Italian name. But he, so he's, a, he's never, he never, he, he never named me Carmen. Thank God for renaming his oldest, his oldest son. So thank God I didn't get that name. But oh. for my whole life, I've heard Carm from my mother and from other people calling him Carm all the time. So Carm, Carmen. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Starley Marte of the Miami Marlins. 20 more home runs this year? Shine or ride the pie? 20, 20 or more? Yeah. Older guy, dead and ball. I'm not a huge home run here to start off with. I will say he is. Free agent year. I mean, if that matters to you. 19 homers, maybe, let's say. Just under yeah. I'll go with that. I think, yeah. I, I, I like that. I would shine. I would ride the pine out as well. I think if he hits 17 home runs in that ballpark with Miami, that's fine. If he can give me 25 steals plus, is Miami, that's is what Miami, really yeah. is Miami one of the parks of the humidor? I don't see why they would be. But is he, but then the, the dimensions again, the age, the, the his uh, again line drive guy. I don't know. He was never a huge home run hitter. What's the most he ever hit? Right? Twenty three, I think, is his career high. So I, you know, let's let's go. I would lean under for that. 
Okay, lean on it for that. All right, let's do one more. We'll close this out. Let's go with a Met. A good old Met, Brandon Nimmo. <laughs> 3.9, 394 OBP or better. 394, he can get on base. Yeah, the question is, is he going to be doing the Mets lineup? Are they going to trade him? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Right now, is he is he is he a starter for them? I'm looking at the depth chart recently. I guess that's what they got right now. Yeah, they I mean, they, they really couldn't afford to get. God forbid, they got George Springer. Um, right, so they got eight thousand guys. You know, you got Jonathan VR, Khalil Lee, the prospect they traded from, and the deal with Ben Benintendi. There's too many players there. Dom Smith doesn't have a place necessarily every day. We don't know what's going on with the DH right there. I mean, look, he does walk. He does get on base. He's an on base, you know, machine. Yes, right. Yes. And there too. That's his thing. So, He's when, great in OBP in points leagues. Right. So I, I, you know, so I again, I don't track, look at OBP a lot because I put all the average. You know, the average is all the kind. But I know, I do know he's got a sick, you know, on base average. So. You know, it's possible. I mean, I, I mean, if I had to pick one, if he's going to be the, if he's going to be the starting, he's going to be the starting center fielder. Three nine. What was it before? What was his year before? What was he averaging? Three nine four. Three nine four OBP. Is that, is that what he's been averaging? Three nine four. He's been averaging. Oh no, his career is three ninety. We're asking mm-hmm. for three ninety four, but I his career that. is three ninety. I'm going to say no. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe he's pressing. He's got to do more than that, and uh, you know, to get on, you know, hit the ball more or whatever that lineup. If he does play, I'm going to go a psychological pick on this and say he will not, you know, <laughs> and he will not get 394. Put the jinx on it. Well done, sir. Well done. I'm going to shine that one. I just like his OBP profile, and I think he's the guy who's going to get enough. Even if he doesn't get enough at bats, it could keep his OBP high. Uh, and he's had a 400 OBP before in his career. So there it is. Shine or ride the pine is in the can with Mike the Mouth. He's made his predictions. He's put himself on the line on the record. Mike, this has been shitloads of fun, man. It really has. I've really enjoyed this. This is, um, you're more than meets the eye. That's what I'll say. You got a lot going on, and I'm impressed, and I'm grateful that you came on the, hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. So give us your farewell speech before we close the show. Well, Mike, thanks for having me on. I will never be back on the show again. I just want to let you know. You nor should you. Nor should you. <laughs> nor should I ever return. We don't want to spoil something that's good, right? We just have one right. We'll talk about the, this appearance years from now. Going, I remember when Mike Mouth came on, you know, when he was alive and, you know, and he, he graced us early on in my career. You know, you're a big shot, you know, world famous <laughs> big shot. international, you know, media star and, uh, you know. Hey, look at me. I'm the international media star. Anyway, yeah, keep up your singing career, man. That's like, you know, those little pro. I mean, we have, we are, we are going to, I'm going to write a song for you. I'm going to work on the lyrics I've been working on for you. Yeah, I would love, hey, I would love to collaborate with you on a jam. That sounds great. A jam that's going to be a really good uh, jam, you know, because you've been doing doing a lot of good jams and uh, that's a lot of fun. You get get the spirit of the whole thing, which is all it's all about. But you, but you got to get out and play, get in the pool with the big boy. Jump in, man. Jump in these leagues. Go out there and do it. Start a, start a little collection, man. Get it going. Get out there, you know. Well, I'll build it up my bankroll, just like the uh, pros do, you know. One step at a time, here and there. Playing some best balls. Hopefully, I can grind some money out of those this year as well. Minimal maintenance. Hopefully, plenty of cash. But it's been a pleasure having Mike the Mouth on, man. MTM and Rico is the code. If you want to get in the main event, you've never done it before, and you want to say, you know what? I've won my home league 10 times. I want to see what I'm like against the big-time players. This is the time to do it. Take a chance. NFBC.com main event. 
MTM Enrico is the code. It's good until it's gone, baby. When it's gone, well, it's gone for good, right, Mike? Well, good thing and the good thing about it, all that money comes back to me anyway. So I look at it as an investment. So <laughs> it I, is because because it, you're gonna just lose it to me anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> it at least gives you the the ability to have a nice experience on me. That's yes. all. Sorry, I look at the whole thing. So. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I want to thank everybody who will contribute on the live stream. A lot of great comments. Thanks to Fish and to Anthony and everybody else who was on the live stream tonight. Really appreciate the interaction. It's been a pleasure. Don't forget, Enrico Palazzo, we're on all platforms. Five stars on Apple Podcasts would be wonderful. A review would help us out, get us out there, spread the word a little bit more. And you can email the show, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Never forget that. Thanks to Mike the Mouth. It's been so much fun. We will catch you guys next time. Godspeed, everybody. Why you taking that Insane fantasy takes. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.